It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Here as we get set for the Division One Championship game and. Coach, we talk about streaks in football sometimes. We got to see uh, a winning streak by Wanaki end in you know, the yeah. previous round last week. And, you know, now we get to see what Kimberly can do to extend a state championship streak. Well, absolutely. And right now they've got five winning all the way back to 2013. And another streak is an, uh, one that you keep an eye on is they're 82-1 and one over that, this six-year run. Well, we talk about matchups uh, in terms of style sometimes. Kimberly, of course, we know. With Cody Starkle, the leading passer in the state. Dave Craig Award winner, All-State, the whole works. Going up against Muskego, which runs the double wing. And, Coach, it's been one of the themes of state here. Teams that run the ball well tend to do pretty well in getting to Camp Randall. Well, absolutely, because, you know, in November, the, the weather isn't always real good. And, it's, and uh, there's too many parts when you throw the ball. Uh, but when you're able to run it really consistently, and if Muskego can do that, watch out. One other note to make here, Coach, as far as goes is, you know, just in regards to, uh, you know, the, the fact that we've had at State today until the last game, I think that we've seen almost every game be incredibly competitive. The uh, Homestead-Brookfield game was competitive in the first half, but as you heard, got running clock in the, you know, as they, they got through the late, or later stages of that game. It was a little bit surprising because we saw Brookfield Central last week against yeah. Wanakee, and they looked really impressive. They really did, and sometimes games just get away from you. And uh, you got to remember, Brookfield Central was up 14, I believe, 10. And uh, it's just one of those things that does happen once in a while. And Brookfield Central is, is really one heck of a good football program. They really, really, really are. But, you know, it's tough when you, you know, get to Camp Randall as many times as they have and yeah. you, you can't come away with that state title. But, you know, uh, hats off to all the teams that have made here, win or lose. It's tough enough just to get here, much less come here and win it. But your champions thus far, it's been a fun couple of days as Blackhawk beat Edgar 22-15 in D7 in Division 6, Iola Scandinavia. Took down Racine Lutheran 43-14. Division 5 was St. Mary Springs 20-17 over Stratford. D4 last night, an 8-7 win Ooh. for Racine St. Catharines over St. Croix Central. D3 today, uh, we saw West Appear go up 24-0, and the Catholic Memorial wow. goes up and win, wow. scores 37 points to win 37-24, all of it in the second half. Unbelievable. And then in the previous game, of course, as you just heard, it was Brookfield Central falling uh, in the game to Homestead, 51-14. to Well, we're hoping for a great final game of the 2018 high school football season. Muskego, a season ago, lost level four to Sun Prairie by five points, and it was Sun Prairie that represented its state against Kimberly. As we all know, Kimberly won that game. Yeah, Muskego's a heck of a good football program as well, and like you just said, Last year, level four of the playoffs were beat by Sun Prairie, who had a, a really nice football team as well. Well, this year, they made it all the way back with a 13-0 record. Look for them to make some damage. They got some 
you know, we're going to talk about some of their uh, players, but they got two guys right now, running backs, over 1,000 yards rushing. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about in terms of this matchup. As you mentioned, Muskego runs the ball very, very well. Uh, uh, in fact, on the season, running about for about 342 yards a game on about 40 carries per game oh, wow. and 8.7 yards per carry. Uh, Passing-wise, uh, you know, they average almost 10 yards a pass, but they only throw about five pass attempts a game. But on that flip side, when we talk about Kimberly and the balance that they have, they still throw about 20 times a game, but yet still run about 35 times per game. But they do average more passing than rushing yards both of them pretty close to 200 and you know for a balanced offense um, sometimes the weather doesn't cooperate weather will cooperate here although shortly after the game we're getting a snowstorm (laughs) (laughs) well yeah we saw one last week it was a snow globe last week yeah it was but uh, I'll be real honest with you uh, you got to be scared a little bit with Kimberly I mean having such a nice balanced attack and they've got a lot of moving parts doing a lot of different things so Kimberly is uh one one great program here in the state of Wisconsin. They definitely are one of the one of the most impressive streaks you can have. Of yeah. course, uh, the most the most winnings uh, the best winning streak in state history. Seventy games ended it in week one this year in a last second field goal. They avenged it last week, going for two in the win in overtime. We saw that situation sort of last night when uh, it was it was Racine St. Catharines going for two in the win. <laughs> in the win over St. Croix Central. So we've seen it a couple of times now recently. But, uh, yeah, it is impressive. And they go now for a sixth straight state championship, something that's only been done once before in yes. the history of the yes. state of Wisconsin. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to set aside, have our coaches Corner come your way next. You are listening to the 2018 WIAA High School Football Championships. Welcome back. It's time for our Maple Grove Dental Coach's Corner. Maple Grove Dental. Lasting smiles begin at Maple Grove Dental. MapleGroveDentalMadison.com It all comes down to this. The Division I State Football Championship, the final game of the 2018 high school football season here in the state of Wisconsin. It'll be undefeated Muskego out of the Classic 8, taking on five-time defending state champion Kimberly as they go for their fifth straight Division I title and sixth straight state title overall. For Ken Krause, the head coach of Muskego, he knows what Kimberly's all about. We were fortunate to uh, win the Classic 8 this year. We were undefeated. Brookfield East was our non-conference game. Brookfield East also made the playoffs. We were uh, 7-0 and uh, versus teams that made the playoffs this year. Uh, all seven of those teams won a first-round game, so we we're real proud of that statistic. Uh, we had a really good uh, playoff schedule. We had Milwaukee Hamilton, and then we had Kettle Moraine, Franklin Marquette. So we had some big wins, and um, so we're sitting here 13-0 going against Kimberly. Kimberly coach Steve Jones has been through it before, but after a big-time win over Fond du Lac last week, going for two in overtime and the win and getting it, he knows that there's still a lot more to play for in the Division One championship. They're good. <laughs> Obviously, you don't go through the Classic 8 undefeated and then um, you know beat a, a really good Franklin team and an outstanding Marquette team and that be um, – you know, uh, a wonderful team. So, you know, you turn on the film, I think the first thing that pops out is their team speed on, on both sides of the ball. Um, even their old line is fast. It's amazing how quick they get off the ball and how fast they get to the second level. And then those two wings that they have um, in their offense are uh, are explosive. Um, you know, they're, they're home run hitters where if they, they get a crease, they're gone. Our Coach's Corner has been brought to you by Maple Grove Dental. Lasting smiles begin at Maple Grove Dental, maplegrovedentalmadison.com. We send it back to Camp Randall Stadium next. You're listening to the WIAA State Football Championships.
one state championship. Jimmy Kuska here with Mike Stassi. Yes, only 48 minutes left of football in the 2018 high school football season. We're happy you've joined us throughout the entire year. It is time now for our starting lineups. They are presented by Oak Bank. You can't be the best if you're only the same oakbankonline.com. We talked about the offenses. Kimberly has this going as far as their lineup. The left tackle is number 77, Adam Grote. He is a senior, 6'3", 220 pounds. Left guard is Avery Shad. He wears number 66, a shot, excuse me. He is a 6'3", or 6'1", 243-pound senior. The center is Evan Buss, who wears number 60. I'm hearing music from somewhere. 6'228", pounds. He is a junior. Right guard, Jared Lenz. He wears number 69, 5'8", 250 pounds. And the right tackle, Garrett Tomaszewski. And Garrett is a 6'3", 215-pound senior at the right tackle spot. The quarterback is All-State. He's got the Dave Craig Award. He's a leading passer in the state. Cody Starkle wears number four. And Starkle is a team captain, 6'2", 180-pound senior. Our running back this year is Will Fisher, number 20. Fisher is a 5'11", 185-pound junior. The fullback is Nico DeBoer. And Nico, this season, he is a senior, 5'11", 199 pounds in the backfield. The receivers, Connor Winnick on one side, Zach Blechner on the other, and the tight end is Mitch Bartolt. For the Muskego offense, they run that double wing, which... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Coach, as you know, I'm very fond of the yeah. quarterback, and that is A.J. Makinen. He is a uh, pretty outstanding athlete running all that. You have to be heady to do it, too. Six-foot, 175-pound senior there. The running backs that you'll see tonight, R.J. Bossart, Alex Current, and John Risky, and all three of them are uh, averaging a healthy amount of yards per carry on the season. The left end, Ryan Harrison. The right end, Eric Straszewski. And the line goes like this, Ethan Jaquette. Austin Berkey, Travis Brent, Kyle Mason, and Jake Lashinsky are the linemen in this game. So those are your starting lineups presented by Oak Bank. Again, up front for Muskego. Some beef up front on that line. you got to have guys weighing 240, 242, 217, 314, 287. Yeah, you got to have some big guys up front to plow the way for that. As we get all set here, it is the final game of the high school football season. Muskego in the all-black unis with the red accents and black numbers with white outline. Impossible to read from any distance except if you're standing about two feet away. And even then, (laughs) I might argue, Kimberly in the all-whites with the red numbers and the motion K 
papermaker K on the helmets as we get set here for action here at State. The final game of the high school football season about to get underway. It's amazing it's come all the way down to this. Lucas Amaya will kick it away for Muskego. They'll move left to right on the kickoff. Kimberly will start an offense. They will move right to left. The inverse of that as we get you set here for the WIAA State Football Championships final game here after what has been uh, six already mostly wonderful games, only a couple of games that really got out of hand at a running clock. But by and large, we've had some very competitive games here, Coach. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to look at this one as being one of those type of competitive games. Both of these teams are played a lot of great competition during the year. So, man, just can't wait for the kickoff to get started. Starkel, number one in passing yards, tied for number two in pass touchdowns. He... Only has to complete, I think, four passing touchdowns to take the state lead in that, but he is uh, number two in pass TDs and number one in passing yards. Yeah. As now they will run out and get the kickoff set. TV is still in a timeout. Muskego coached by Ken Krause. He is 124 and 81 in 22 years and at Muskego 69 and 39 in 11 seasons. Steve Jones, <laughs> 97 and 5 in eight years. That is just outstanding, unbelievably outstanding. That's astronomical percentage oh. there. <laughs> An astronomical winning percentage is exactly what that is. All right. Now we are ready to kick away here. Again, black unis, black numbers, white outline for Muskego. Not jerseys you can read. I'm not even joking with you. There's going to be the PA announcers are going to have spotters earning overtime pay here tonight. Kimberly, on the other hand... It's set to return this kick. They send deep. Trey Tennyson on one safety. Their primary returner. The ball falls off the tee to delay our kickoff even more <laughs> as it's now approaching 4-10. We're about five minutes behind. The last game had an interesting scenario oh. at the end of the first half with a couple of play, play uh, plays where the ball is spiked twice in a row, but they also burned up six timeouts in the span of about two minutes of game action. Here we go. Now we're all set to kick it away. Amaya tees it up. He's a left-footed kicker, and he'll get set to run up on this one. The final game of the 2018 high school football season is delayed one more time, and now they will have to probably hold it Yeah. as it's fallen off the tee a couple of times. I'm building up to this, Coach. Absolutely. I mean, the drum roll, please. Here we go. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this game, and I think one of the big keys in this game, Jimmy, yeah, is... Yeah, they have to t hold the tee now, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's going to be, can Muskego run the ball? And if they can, it's going to be tough for Kimberly. They do average a whole bunch of yards per game. Kimberly on the season, not giving up a lot of points, only about 17 per game and about six per game in the first half. Here's the kickoff, left-footed kick. Angles toward the middle now as it started one way and then got to the middle into the end zone for a touchback. And catching that one back there, Brady McConnell. And now it'll be Kimberly Papermaker's offense, first and 10 on their own 20. Coach, when we saw him here last year, they had the outstanding yeah. DJ Stewart, who's uh, really a phenom phenomenal running back. And, uh, you know, this year that machine just keeps churning. C Cody Starkle coming into the game, an outstanding 28-3 touchdown-to-interception ratio. That's Aaron Rodgers-type numbers. Yeah, it really is. And it's, look at their roster, too. Um, it's like a small army that Kimberly's bringing. They sure have a lot of kids out for football. A lot of double numbers in that set as well. 
A motion, a slot receiver across does Kimberly. They will give on the running back play right away to start. Will Fisher goes right side. Zach Gluckner was the man going in motion across to the right. And it'll be a gain of about five by Fisher. It'll be second down and five now on their own 25 ball on the right hash. Yeah, Fisher's only a junior, 5'11", 185 pounds, but he's a no-nonsense runner. He takes it up into that hole hard, and he turns and gets as many yards as possible. Second down and five for Kimberly. About pistol depth here for Starkle. H-back moves to the left side of the line. Now they'll throw to the receiver. That's Lechner who catches it in front of the 30, up around the 32. First down, Kimberly. Yeah, great coverage on that quick hitch there. In fact, the ball was almost thrown a little bit late where the defensive back could make a break and really almost knock that ball away. Shavonik was the one in coverage on the near side. Made the tackle, made a good defensive play, but the pass got to the receiver. A seven-yard pickup. It'll be first and ten. Kimberly on their own 32 ball now on the left hash mark. H-back on the right side of the line just past the hash mark. Starkle standing on the hash marks here at Camp Randall Stadium. He will give on the play. And this carry will go for just a few yards, three or four yards across the 35 up to about the 36-yard line as Will Fisher picks up a few yards. Yeah, I'm looking at that Muskego defense. They run a 33 stack here, and they've done a great job all year of not giving up a ton of points. Fisher, a 1,000-yard runner this season, just eight touchdowns, but 193 carries for... 1,084 yards entering tonight. Second down and six. Here is Starkle throwing. This one goes past the intended target and nearly picked off by a trailing defensive back. Yeah, and Muskego's really playing some up-and-front coverage. They're not backing off at all on those receivers, so those quick hitches, there's not a lot of separation, so Starkle's got to be careful and make sure his throws count. Fisher scored the game winner, or the, the, the eventual game winner. He scored the touchdown in overtime, and then it was Starkle finding Bartol for the game-winning two-point conversion last week against Fond du Lac in a 22-21 overtime victory. What a game that was. Both of those Fondy Kimberly games. Here's a screen set up. This one is taken by Fisher. Gets ahead of the 40 and a cross up to the 42. That's very close to a first down. Outstanding screen pass. He rolls to the right, throws back to the left where Fisher was, and Fisher did plow forward enough to get that first down. He did indeed get the first right at the 42 on the left hash mark moving towards the north end zone here at Camp Randall Stadium. Temperatures today have been in the mid to upper 30s, but the threat of snow tonight, supposed oh, yeah. to get some snow in the Madison area, maybe a few inches worth. Not going to affect this game unless we're still playing at about 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock tonight. Trips right in this set for Kimberly. Starkle barking out the signals. He will give to Fisher and then fake a pass. It's a big hole left side. Gets to the 50, now to the 40 before he's decked down. First down, Kimberly. Now into Muskego Warriors territory. Yeah, that's just an outstanding job um, as they had a kickout block by Avery Scheid. Um, that was just an outstanding job of getting off tackle and then turning the shoulders north and south and getting a bunch of yards. Wolder saved what might have been a touchdown on that play. I think there may be a bit a safety on a good angle, but Wolder makes the stop. Could have been another 15, 20 yards added to that run. As it is, first and 10, Kimberly at the Muskego 14. Two backs now reset on the left side of the formation, near side of the field. That's the short side. Starkle rolls out to the far side. The right of the offense has a pass complete into space. About an eight-yard pickup coming up here to Nico. Nico. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? 
Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Yeah, I really like what Kimberly's been doing offensively. They come to the line of scrimmage in one set, and then they're shifting guys all over the place, just seeing if Muskego is, is moving with that. And if they don't, then they obviously have an advantage to that play and then run it that way. It'll be second down and two at the Muskego Warriors. 32 ball now on the right hash mark. Far side of the field from our vantage point. 9-21 first quarter scoreless game between Kimberly and Muskego. Here's Starkle now with one receiver split out near side. A whole bunch of beef on the right side of this formation. They will give to Fisher coming to the left near side. He bounces off the turf, picks up maybe a yard or two. It'll be third down and short coming up. Yeah, great job by the defense of Muskego getting off their blocks right away. This is the time where they're going to have to get tough and not let Kimberly into the end zone. Kimberly, not a team that kicks a lot of field goals. Gavin McBriar has kicked two this year, 51 of 55 on extra points, but that would indicate, at least to me, that not a team that's going to try field goals from long range. Like we've seen a few teams this year that have had some outstanding kickers. Absolutely. Wanaki was one of them. Two rights. None left. Two H-backs on the right side of this formation. They will give to the running back. Staying on his feet and stretching for the first. They're going to spot him down, though, at the 31. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a first down. It's going to be about fourth and inches here, maybe. Oh, yeah. This Caleb Fraser, be... it's fourth and inches, and I don't think they're going to punt it here. <laughs> I mean, if you punt it, it goes out of the end zone. You're only picking up 10 yards of field position, and right. really, I mean, on a kickoff, most teams are returning it to the 30 anyway, so I imagine they're going for it here. They sub out one player, Connor Winnick, and they add some more beef to the line. Will Hammond's in there. Beef, pork, whatever you want to call it. Right. Got some big bodies up front on this play. One player behind the quarterback, Starkle. As they have a long count here, they give it off. Right side, they've got it, and some more as Fraser picks up a bunch of yards inside the 25, down to the 23, an eight-yard pickup, first and 10, Kimberly. Outstanding job by the offensive line of Kimberly to get a nice push, and Fraser was able to run off of the tackle and, uh, you know, pick up that first down real easy. Kimberly, as we know, fantastic football program oh, but wow. also a football program that uh, seems like every year they reload with new, new guys that are all state in some capacity no different this season two receivers in this set they motion a receiver across they fake a jet sweep now throwing on the run right at the seam incomplete quarterback was hit as he throws Storkel on the turf for a second now pops up had a man open along the seam route, but as he was hit when he threw, he threw it just behind the intended target on the play, looking for Will Fisher going up the seam on the near side. Yeah, Fisher had a nice seam route right up the middle, like you just said, and it was wide open, wasn't able to bring that ball in. Otherwise, it could have been seven points. 
incredible stuff here at Camp Randall Stadium already. The Division II game had a state record for points scored by one team in a D2 title game. Homestead winning 51-14 over Brookfield Central. See what we can add to it here. Kimberly and Muskego opening drive yet for Kimberly. And they'll have a whole bunch of motion. They'll finally give it going up the middle. I think Fisher backing down inside the 20 down to about the 18-yard line. And it'll be third down and about five. And that's what you're starting to see with a lot of offenses right now. Kimberly's running a fly motion across the center as the snap's being made. So you're not sure if the fly motion guy gets it or the running back or the quarterback keeps it. A lot of great deception there. Alec Martzall was the ball carrier on that play. So going to see a few ball carriers for Kimberly in this game. I like to spread it around a little bit with guys getting touches. They've got... Seven guys in double digits in terms of carries on the year. Third down and five on the Muskego 18. From the crown of the field, Muskego showing blitz. They read and they give this time to the same running back, Martzel, on the play. He's going to be short of a first. Going to be fourth and two off of the Muskego 15. And I don't think they're going to kick it. I think they'll actually probably go for it yet again, as we explained. You know, at this point, even if you don't convert, you've got them pinned pretty deep. Yeah. Well, that time, Muskego blitzed and uh, blitzed on the opposite side of where the run went, and the blitzer just wasn't able to get to the ball carrier on that one. Had he been able to, it would have been a, a loss of about one or two yards. Steve Jones pacing the sideline on the near side for Kimberly. Here we go on fourth and two from the Muskego 15. The Warriors showing an A-gap blitz. Now they back off. They toss out to the right. Fraser's got it. Oh, and he's upended. Muskego stops that play. Turnover on downs, and the Warriors will take over on an absolutely outstanding play by number 24, Hunter Waller. And Hunter Waller is just a sophomore as well. That is a great football play. Had he not come up and fill into that lane, it might have been a touchdown. He was the only one that could stop it, Jimmy, and he did it. Great play. It'll be Muskego football, and we have a timeout on the field. 5.43 first quarter. Scoreless between Kimberly and Muskego. You're listening to the 2018 High School Football Championships. Broadcast today brought to you, of course, by Madison Taxi, Madison's silver fleet of service at 255-TAXI. Big thanks to Madison Taxi for all their help with our broadcast this week. Also brought to you in part by Group Health Cooperative. You are better together with GHC on your side. Also by Chalmers Jewelers. When you want to show just how you feel, Chalmers Jewelers. And coming up at halftime, we'll pick our scholar athletes of the game, presented by Smart Motors, Wisconsin's number one Toyota dealer. You see what I did there, Coach? (laughs) Athletes, because Kimberly, as a team, academic All-State. Not just one or two players, an entire 20-something member senior class has a GPA of at least 3.25. That is outstanding. Great I can't job. even fathom that. because I 3.25 for <laughs> me alone would be... I'd be bringing down the average. <laughs> I'd have a great baseball ERA if, I had, if that was my GPA, you know? Oh, man. First and 10 for Muskego on their own 14 ball on the left hash mark far side of the field in their set. A whole bunch of players up front as they get set to go in their diversion of the double wing. They get a man to jump across. Right out of the gates, they get Kimberly jumping the A-gap, and that will move them ahead five yards. Well, you look at Muskego's offense, and, and when they go double tight with double wings, five that's a penalty. lot of gaps they're going to have to First cover. Down. There you go, the call made on the field. Get you the officiating crew here momentarily. I don't think I... Included that as part of my uh, starting lineups, but we'll get that here after this play. 
as it'll be. Muskego lining up for their first offensive play of the game. Scoreless here midway through the first quarter. Should be a quick moving game. Muskego, again with all the running backs they've got in action, they will give this one to the fullback going right up the middle. Had good action coming with the wing on the reverse. But they get the fullback on the carry. And he picks up a couple of yards on the play. The numbers are nearly impossible to read, but yeah. on the carry right there was John Risky. Yeah, this wing to Risky, offense excuse me. has a lot of people going in a lot of different directions. So Kimberly's going to have to make sure they cover every responsibility defensively. The officials in this game are out of eastern Wisconsin. We'll get them to you here in just a second. Second and one on their own. 23 ball on the left hash mark. Double wings, but a split end on the other hash marks. Near side, right side. And that's how wide their offense sets up here. Left wing goes in motion. Reiske gets the carry again going straight up the middle. And he's got the first down across the 25 up around the 26. The officials, James Schaefer, the referee out of the pier. The umpire is Steve Ludeman out of Denmark. Kyle Christensen of Cato is the line, lineman. Line judge Roderick, Field, Roderick Fields of Appleton. And Mark Shields is the back judge out of De Pere. So that's your officiating crew. You will hear the voice tonight of James Schaefer of De Pere. He'll be making the calls as you hear it as part of our broadcast this evening. It is first and 10. Muskego on their own 26 ball just inside the left hash mark. About a yard towards us here in the press box on the west end of the stadium as they move left to right. They fake the rice key. Now they try to get it around the end. They do a big run coming up here for Muskego. They've got a first down near midfield. They gave it to one of the wings coming around, and he takes it for a pretty good gallop there. I think R.J. Bossart had the carry it was. He takes it all the way close to midfield, about a 17- or 18-yard pickup, depending on the spot. Yeah, and great speed along with that as he got the corner and was going right down that sidelines and had a defensive back from Kimberly not make the play. He was going for seven. Here we go. Double wing look. Muskego offense, as we talked about, scoring 40.5 points per game, giving up about two touchdowns a game, but also scoring 24 points per game in the first half. Double wings. As they get set to go here, Kimberly's line twitching a bit. Muskego's going to try to pass here. Good protection on the throw down field. Ball is tipped and intercepted by Kimberly. The Papermakers pick it off on the tip drill inside their own 35. And the beneficiary of that for Kimberly is number 23, Zach Olson with the pick. Great job defensively by Kimberly. Uh, Muskego is a team that does not throw the ball that much. And for them not to get fooled on that play action and have guys in coverage, that was an outstanding job. Kimberly, very disciplined defense there. All-state linebacker Tristan Argyle with the tip drill. Timeout on the field. 4-19 to play in the first quarter. We are scoreless. Kimberly 0, Muskego 0 in the D1 championship. You are listening to the 2018 High School Football State Championships. Welcome back here to Camp Randall Stadium. Coach, we just saw something that hasn't been seen much this season. Yeah, A.J. Mackinnon just threw his second interception of the season right there. And, uh, yeah, it hasn't happened very often, but uh, it just did right now. Big turnover. Yeah, Muskego on the year, they have a couple of defenders that that were up for all-state consideration and only one that made the All-State team and Nate Stewart, their outstanding defensive end, but Kimberly had a couple of players, including their quarterback, and as we talked about, Tristan Argyle, inside linebacker, 5'11", 206-pound senior, made All-State this year. Nothing new for them. It seems like they populate that list every year. 
They will have two receivers. They'll have a jet sweep coming up here on this play off the right side. Didn't go very far, maybe a yard or two, as Zach Lechner didn't get it very far, maybe a yard in front of the 35, and it'll be second down and nine. Yeah, but the great thing about the fly motion sweep is, even though it didn't work in this situation, it makes Muskego have to go out there and cover that because then they're going to run some plays off of that with the same action. So it, it, does, it does benefit your offense. They had an injured player come off the field, one of their receivers, and they replace him quick. That's Kimberly. They have four receivers in this set, three on the wide side, near side of the field. That's where Starkle is looking. He's got a man across the 40, and he gets spun down around the 44-yard line. That's right at the sticks. Pass is complete to Winnick, and it's going to be a first down for Kimberly. Yeah, nice job by Winnick sitting in that zone, finding that open area and on that quick little hitch or curl route to pick up much-needed yardage. First down and 10. They're going to spot it at the 45-yard line of Kimberly. So the papermakers have it on their own 45. Still a scoreless game here as we have a few minutes left here in this first quarter of the Division I state championship game. Game presented, as always, by Madison Taxi. Madison's Silver Fleet of Service, a 255 taxi. Starkle, five yards off the line of scrimmage. Now we'll just simply give. And here's a big run tripped up at the last possible second as Fisher was racing out of the backfield. Boy, if Fisher doesn't get tripped up, Jimmy, I think he's off to the races for, you know, a, a, a touchdown. At that time, though, they pulled the guard and the up back to lead through the hole. And outstanding job by Kimberly. Great, great job. Wolder made the tackle that probably saved that touchdown, Coach. Yeah, he, as a sophomore, is really showing he's, 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 a, he's really a good football player. 6'176 pounds out of the safety spot. Second down and one coming up for Kimberly. Nine-yard pickup on the play. Four receivers, but inside the numbers on this play. Nobody really split out too far wide. Off the left half mark to snap to Starkle. Pump fakes. Now throwing deep. One-on-one coverage. Has his man down the far sideline. Inside the tent. Down to the six. That's Lechner on the grab. It'll be first and goal. Kimberly. Outstanding throw, though. Let's, let's give credit where credit is due. Starkle had a play action and laid that ball right in the bread basket right in stride right there and uh, just an outstanding play by the Kimberly offense Papermakers offense this year per pass play wouldn't you believe it they are averaging 10.69 yards per attempt in the passing game two left nobody right as they get set to go to work here tight end on the short side of the field that's the far side for Starkle Starkle will give this one to Fraser who bounces his way inside the five and gets down to the four yard line just short here and it'll be second and goal from the four off the right hash mark. Well, they really love that play where they pull the guard and the wing back, and then they kick out with the guard. They lead through with that wing back and give the running back an extra blocker. And uh, it's a very successful play that they've really run all year long. It's going to be a minute 37 and counting in this first quarter. No score, but Kimberly knocking on the door. Second and goal from the four yard line. Ball on the right hash mark going into the north end zone. That would be the student section of the giant jumbotron here at Camp Randall Stadium. Receivers split out wide. They will look to Fraser going off right side. He's in. Touchdown, Kimberly. The papermakers get the first score of the Division I state championship game. Yeah, outstanding execution by the Kimberly offense. And let's give the, the credit not just to the, to the skilled players, but to that offensive line. 
great push, great job right up front. Running right behind Jared Lenz on that side, the right side. Garrett Tomaszewski, the center, Evan Buss. They had a big hole there to yes. run through. He was in standing, sprinting to the back of the end zone. And now the extra point try coming for Kimberly. This will be Gavin McBriar, McBriar, excuse me, and he'll get this one up, and this one is good. 7-0, Kimberly leading Muskego with a buck 12 to play here in the first quarter, and we will keep it right here. We'll remind you our game broadcast is brought to you in part by Metro Fort of Madison, one mile east of Easttown Mall off High Crossing Boulevard, MetroFortofMadison.com. By JK Security Solutions. From home security to automation, JK has you covered. JKSecurity.com. By Grant Signs, make this a winning season for your business. GrantSigns.net. And by Madison Taxi, Madison's Silver Fleet of Service. Give them a call at 255 Taxi. I sure did during the state tournament, and that's how I made it to and from here in style. And by in style, I mean lugging around seven bags of equipment. <laughs> Jimmy Cuska here with yeah. the Hall of Fame and state champion coach Mike Stassi. Back in our studio is Ty Magnum. Big thanks to everybody who's helped us throughout all seven of these broadcasts the past couple of days. Our producers, Dave McCann, Brad Berg, Mike Pilch, and of course Ty today. All of the play-by-play announcers we've had, Tim Scott and Dan Pfeiffer, and all the color commentators we've had, Tom Swiddle, Dan Furkovich, Tim Eastlick. And Dan Brunner. So, Mike Stassi, too, I guess. You've been here for <laughs> well, thank you. a whole most of a quarter. Right. <laughs> Minute 12 to play in the first quarter. 7-0 Kimberly leading Muskego. 72 seconds to play in this opening frame. McBriar wears a kicker number but has a lineman body, if you know what I mean. This one rolls across the 20 down to the 17. And this one will be hit. And, oh, Kimberly. Gets to the man, bounces off of him now, and the return is going to be taken up to about the 25-yard line. And running all over the place on that return was Joseph Blocknick. Yeah, starting off with decent field position, probably around the 26-yard line, but what a well-oiled machine that Kimberly offense looks. On both drives, really had moved the ball uh, pretty well. Yeah, and they get set to go to work here. They are... They played Marquette last week, and Alex Current last week, 212 yards a score. R.J. Bossard, 160 yards a score. Reiske had 63 yards, a touchdown. Ho-hum in this double-wing offense. Here we go. Reiske, the fullback, behind the quarterback. Mackinnon, and they will run a whole bunch of motion. It's hard to see who has the ball, but bursting off the right side. One man to beat down the near side. Escaping from the pile. Touchdown, Muskego. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Oh my, what a run on the play for Alex Current, taking it the distance. A 74-yard score, and Muskego answers right back. And boy, does Alex Current have great speed, as nobody from Kimberly could catch him once he broke through that line. He just took off and ran the whole 74 yards, 76 yards. Was it 75? Well, we're guessing because (laughs) we were watching the pile up. It was right around the 75 on that first down play. It was a huge, huge run, and Amaya's on to try to tie it up. We'll get the official rushing total here in just a second. It's 74 yards is the official, according to the stats. You've got a monitor right there, Coach Stassi. Is that what this is? That's what that is. That's technology, Coach. As the extra point is good, we'll keep it here with 53 seconds to play in the opening quarter. Tied at 7 between Kimberly and Muskego. I tell you what, though, we were looking at this one like, all right, maybe another low-scoring game, another grinded out kind, and all of a sudden got a couple of quick scores back-to-back, and it is on here at Camp Randall Stadium. Yeah, Kimberly's sitting in a 52 with like a cover-two look with their corners kind of up because when you see what Muskego's going, double tights, double wings. It's a lot of gaps to have to cover, and that time it was a wing reverse that really got Kimberly fooled. And like we said, a lot of, with this Muskego offense, we've got a lot of misdirection, so a lot of people going in a lot of different directions. So Kimberly will send two players back, Lechner and Fisher back deep to return this kick. And it'll be Amaya to send it deep. Alex Current for Muskego. Coming into the game, he was leading the team in rushing 1,415 yards. Well, now he is very close to 1,500 on the season. His 22nd touchdown of the year that leads the team. Reiske's got 12 out of the fullback spot. Yeah, as my monitor says, Jimmy, Alex Current has a 74-yard average per run right now. Is that good? (laughs) I mean, is that, I mean, did he break it? Is that yeah, that's outstanding. <laughs> All right. Left-footed kicker to send it deep. Amaya runs up on this one, and this one is going to go deep, and this one into the end zone. That'll be a touchback, yeah. and Kimberly will have the ball on their own 20-yard line. Big thanks to... All of our broadcast sponsors, again, later in the game, we hand out hardware, offensive player, defensive player, play the game, all that. The Scholar Athlete Award is one that's a lot of fun. We've had a lot of fun the last few days talking about some of the amazing stories of uh, guys, you know, guys with a 4-1 GPA, guys that are going to college to be a doctor, doing things like great things beyond just what's happening on the football field in their lives. And it just reminds you that it's student athlete in the case of high school sports here. And uh, uh, so, so many tremendous stories to tell about all, the, all these players that make it the state here. You know, when, when I was here, yeah. you know, on a team when I was younger, we had some guys that were uh, pretty smart themselves, and they're doing great things in the world. And I'm sure you've got a lot of stories to share from your teams. Oh, absolutely. Lechner in motion. They fake the jet sweep to him. The running back falls. Taking the handoff, and that play maybe gets back to the line of scrimmage, but looks like there, Fraser tripped on the foot. Actually, not Fraser. 3 and 33. That won't be confusing in the backfield. That was Martzall, who trips on the foot of the quarterback, Starkle, 
They lose a couple of yards. It'll be second and 12 off of their own 18-yard line. This will likely be the final play of the opening quarter unless it's an incomplete pass. Three receivers left for Starkle in this set on second and 12. They will give it off to the right side. I think it's Martzel again this time, bouncing and pinballing his way across the 20, up around the 24. Picks up about six yards of the play, makes it third down and six. And that will be the end of the first quarter. We are tied at seven. Kimberly and Muskego in the Division I State Championship game. Quarter number two is next. You're listening to the 2018 State High School Football Championships. Welcome back to Camp Randall Stadium, quarter number two here in Madison. Jimmy Kuska here with Mike Stassi, Ty Magnum back in our broadcast studios. Coach, the first half we get to see, like we see in a heavyweight fight, a couple of primetime boxers kind of feeling each other out, and we've seen a little bit of everything that makes these two teams so excellent. Yeah, they are. I mean, when you come in 13-0 and 12-1, and you're, uh, you're used to having a high level of success and neither one of these teams are going to back down they're going to it's going to be like you just said a heavyweight fight throughout this whole game i believe yeah it is definitely going to play out that way you know we talk about keys to the game i mean yeah. you know key both teams want to establish their offense i mean that's really it you're playing an excellent defense you got to be able to do what you do well absolutely and and for kimberly you know you just can't focus in on one running back uh, and that makes it tough because with all the misdirection and Muskego having a bunch of guys that run the football well, uh, it's a very big challenge for the Kimberly defense. It'll be Kimberly football third and six on their own 25-yard line. Moving left to right now as they trade ends, moving towards the south end zone here at Camp Randall Stadium. To our right as you hear it. Here is Starko going back to pass, throwing on a little comebacker route, and that one's caught by Lechner. That one's a first down up to the 34-yard line. Yeah, outstanding catch by Lechner, first of all. Not only did he have to go up for the ball, it was behind him, and he made a great two-hand grab on that football for a big third-down conversion to keep that drive alive. Indeed. Yeah, we've talked a lot about great teams and great coaches here at State. I mean, I think... Counting players, coach? Yeah, yeah, I was. Trips right here for Kimberly on first and 10 on their own 34-yard line. Starkle standing. Snap off the left hash mark. Yeah, you were right, coach. Yeah. I think you saw something there. Yeah, I did. There was 12 men in the huddle, and they ran a guy off. In that situation, you just have to call timeout. Otherwise, you're going to get a penalty. Here's the call from the official. Snap infraction on the offense. Five-yard penalty. Remains first down. James Schaefer delivering us the news. First and 15 now for Kimberly on their own 29. I think one of the themes of state this year, self-inflicted wounds for these teams. I mean, a lot of the damage done by the teams that have lost their games. Yes. Fumbles, penalties, and just big missed opportunities. I mean, Brookfield Central in the last game, third play of the game, right. and a touchdown goes through the hands, and right from there, you know, Homestead still took it to them, but I mean, there's just, that's just been the story, and while well, we get our penalty here not saying that's on that level but just reminded me of some of the things we've seen here this pass goes over the head of the intended target on the near side Lechner again and covering him was 
Shavonic, and it'll be third down or second down and 15. Just a nice little combination route with the wide receiver running a slant and the motion guy coming across the formation on just a, you know, just a little quick little out pass and just over the head of Lechner wasn't able to, you know, put a hand on the ball. Second and 15 on their own, 29 ball on the left hash mark, far side of the field. They'll split three receivers near side, the wide side of the field. Lechner, middleman in that group. One receiver far side, one man behind Starkle, the quarterback. Now back to pass. Three-man rush, tries to set up a screen, and this one will be caught, but for a nominal gain, maybe a yard ahead of the 30. Pass was complete on the play to Martzel, and it didn't go very far, and now it'll be third down and 14. Yeah, Muskego saw that and read the screen pass was coming, and, uh, you know, like good defenses do, they sniff stuff out right away, and when the, de- when the offensive line lets the pass rush come in, um, those defensive linemen have to be smart and understand there's something going on, and they just did a great job of sniffing that out. Here is Kimberly on third and 14 on their own 30. Ball in the left hash mark, two receivers either side. Here's Starkle back the pass, throwing one. This one going deep for Lechner. Up and up for grabs. It's picked off. It is picked off on the play by Muskego. A decent return back to the 45. And that one is intercepted by Shivonic. And Muskego turns over Kimberly on third and 14. A deep heave down the field. Just the fourth pick by Starkle all year. Well, you can say that's like a punt. You know, it's just like a punt on third down. But to be honest with you, it's such an uplift when your defense makes a big play like that. And not only did he make an interception on a long fade route, he was able to return for about 15 extra yards and set up shop right now on their own 45-yard line. So great field position for Muskego. It'll be Muskego football on their own 45 as they get set to go to work first and 10. With the double wings on the near hash mark left on the offensive set, they'll give it to the trailing wing on the play, and they'll pick up seven or eight quick yards on the carry, and it'll be Bossard getting it for seven yards across midfield into papermaker territory to the 48. Yeah, that time they pulled the backside guard as well, and that's something those linebackers for Kimberly are going to keep their eye on is watching those guards and those offensive linemen and, and what they're doing to get help to help them get their reads. Going to have all kinds of motion before the snap. Now they get set in that double wing. It'll be A.J. Mackinnon under center. Now they'll send Current in motion. They'll roll out that side. Mackinnon throwing and finds a wide open receiver on the far side. I think that one was thrown to Current. It was, and he's going to pick up. About 20 yards on the play, all the way down to the 35-yard line of Kimberly. First and 10, Muskego Warriors. That's just an outstanding job. You're coming out double tight, double wing, motion across, and then run flutter out at three different levels as your quarterback rolls to the right. Was able to pick his open receiver. Yeah, Muskego doesn't throw the ball all too much, only about five pass attempts per game. First and 10 on the Kimberly. 35-yard line. Again, double wing is the name of the game here for the Warriors offense. Current goes in motion. It'll hit up the middle, and this is Reiske bullying his way across inside the 10, down to the 9-yard line. 
Muskego's offense clicking on all cylinders here as they get a big burst of 26 yards on that first and 10 play. Yeah, it sure is. Just a quick little inside trap to the fullback, uh, Reiske, and uh, he was able to exploit some open area ground and uh, was able to pick up another first down. Here we go. First and goal from the nine for Muskego. Now they'll send a couple of receivers out to the near side. Up on the line of scrimmage. Still out of the double wing set here. Kimberly has three down linemen working against this front. Long count here. They give Reiske going right side. Keeps his legs churning. Picks up about three. Down to about the six. It'll be second and goal. Yeah, nice job by the Kimberly defense on that play. Also, when they stuck two receivers out, the inside receiver is ineligible because you have to have seven men on the line of scrimmage. And uh, Kimberly knew that, so they knew they didn't have to cover him and could put an extra guy back in the box to help stop the run. Here we go. Second and goal from the six for Muskego. They're on the right hash mark. Moving right to left. The quarterback, Mackinnon, ducks in under. Double wings again in the set. They'll send a man across. They will give to the player trailing on the play. Up ended at the two-yard line is Bossart. He'll be stopped at the two. It'll be third and goal from there. Now they'll go to the left hash mark for this third and goal play, again for the two-yard line. Well, it's well within their field goal range, but... I have a feeling in a state title game, you don't want to settle for a field goal when you've been moving the ball this well, Coach. Absolutely, and that, again, that was fly motion. This time, it was an unbalanced look, and that's the second time we've seen Muskego run an unbalanced look here. Double tight end, double wing. Timeout, they're calling. Yeah, you're right. Timeout is going to be taken. And the referee will not announce it to us, so we will take one as well. 7-17 to play here. In the second quarter, 7-all between Muskego and Kimberly in the Division I State Championship. You're listening to the 2018 State High School Football Championships. Seventeen to play in the second quarter. It is tied at seven. Muskego has third and goal at the two of Kimberly, though. And we'll get to that action here in a second. Game broadcast brought to you, as always, by Madison Taxi. Madison's Silver Fleet of Service at 255-TAXI. Coach, I wanted to note something. I yes. don't have any access to official attendance figures, but I'm looking across behind the Muskego bench, and that is as full as I've ever seen the state championships here at Camp Randall Stadium. Oh, I agree. I mean, it looks like the whole town of Muskego is here tonight. And what, what great support they have for their football program. I'm sure there's holdovers from the other fans that were here for the earlier games, but it is a really, really impressive sight uh, sitting from here afar. And you look across and you see the middle four sections basically full and then fans scattered to the sections adjacent. They rope off certain areas, of course. But sure. It is extremely full over there, and you hear that sideline come to life wow. as Muskego hits up on the line. It is third and goal from the two off the left hash mark for the Warriors. Double wings, double tight ends here. Mackinnon, the quarterback, gets in under center. Current the left wing, Bossart the right wing, Reiske the fullback. Current goes in motion. They're going to give to him. Makes the cut going in right side. He's decked back, and he is turned away at the one. Wow. That is a big play by Kimberly right now to force a fourth down. And probably a field goal, it looks like. They make three subs here, and it looks like they will now that they ran back towards the middle of the field. It looks like they might try for the three here. That's exactly what they're going to do. 
now, yeah, they're going to set up. Here we go. We're going to get a field goal try from the Muskego Warriors as Lucas Amaya, 7 of 11 on the year. Shavonic will hold. He had the interception that led to what could be three points here. Good pressure on the field goal attempt, but it is good. And Muskego takes a 10-7 lead with 6.29 to play in the second quarter. It's the Division I State Football Championship, and you're listening to it, the 2018 State High School Football Championships. Welcome back here to Camp Randall Stadium. They flash on the scoreboard. The, they call it the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Award winners, but it is the Wisports.net Award winners, and they show all the players. We've had a chance to see all but, I think, two of the players on that list this year, Coach. Yeah. We have seen – I got to see Bryce Hittner yesterday. I've seen Leo Chanel for Grantsburg this year. Reed Ryan, Vonneke we saw a million times. Cody Sterkel we're watching now. Andrew Stone of Fond du Lac, we might have been able to see him had they made it this day. Kettle Moraines, Blake Wilcox, one I haven't. Sawyer Molly, we got yeah. to see a whole bucket of. And David Hayden, the defensive back from Lacrosse Central, we almost had a chance to see him when Central was in the playoffs. They got to play Monona Grove. That could have been an opponent for us here this year. They also played Oregon in level one of the postseason. So we had a chance to see most of the top players, the senior players anyway, in the state this season. Here's a kickoff that angles to the far side, fielded at the six on the return by Kimberly. Big hole and decked out at the 35. A great return on the play for Kimberly. And the papermakers will have decent field position as they set up on a nice kickoff return by Trey Tennyson. Yeah, they're going to set up shopping on, on their own 36-yard line. And anytime you're in front of your own 30-yard line, that's really good field position to start from. At the 36, their own 36 on the left hash mark. Moving left to right, first and 10. Kimberly is a five-time state champion in a row, four-time defending state champion in this division. They also won one in Division Two. Yes, they did. That was 2013, and uh, they had a great team then as well. I think in 2013 I called the Division Seven and Division Six games, so... I still didn't work my way to the big leagues yet at that point. <laughs> Two receivers right in this set. Starkle back to pass, rolling out under a lot of pressure. Too high on the ladder, nearly intercepted after it was tipped off the hands of Lechner, the receiver. He is locked on to Lechner. He's targeted him on several throws in this game. Well, that time, Kimberly just took a play out of uh, Muskego, and they ran a flood route. Three receivers to one side. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Three different levels. You had a flag route, an out route, and a little bubble route, or a little small route. And it was able for the quarterback rolling to his right, picking the guy that was open, and, and uh, Lechner was. 
Tell you what, if it wasn't for the pressure, it might, might have been on target, but because of it, he had to put a little more air under it just to get rid of it and not have it deflected back in his face. This time they just run it straight up the middle. A good run there by Fisher. That's going to be close to a first down depending on the spot. They're going to stay up to the 45. The first down marker at the 46, so that'll bring up third down and a yard here. Ball spotted on the left hash mark on their own 45. Yeah, and you don't want to give that ball back to Muskego, so you really want to get this first down, and you really want to you know, keep this drive alive and obviously try to get down there and score a touchdown. Third down and one coming up for Kimberly. Two receivers right. Tight end and an H back on the left side of this formation. That's the short side of the field. Here is Starkle. He will give on the carry. And this one is going to be a first down yard run. Five yard run. I tried to say like five things at once there. Five yard run for a first down. He'll spot it at the 50. Yeah, Fisher was the recipient of that carry and did a really nice job of staying behind his offensive line, putting his hand on one of those guys and, and finding a little open gap to pick up that first down. You know, I just pointed out that they flashed the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Awards. That has tipped off Travis Wilson on Twitter because now he's hounding the TV people to get it right. <laughs> I love it. Two receivers left. Tight end and an H-back on the right side, short side of the field. That's the near side. To the right of Starkle. Starkle will give on the play and then fake a pass. Fraser takes it, bounces off one would-be tackler. He won't bounce off four of them, though, as they get him in the backfield. That's a loss of three or four, depending on the spot. They're actually going to give him a pretty good spot here at about a two-yard loss to the 48 of Kimberly, so it'll be second and 12 coming up now for the Papermakers. Yeah, Muskego has seen that play quite a bit where they pull the guard, pull that wing back, uh, kick out with the guard, lead through with the back, and uh, Muskego was ready for it that time. Second and 12, ball on their own, 48. Ball on the left hash mark for Kimberly. Lechner splits out to the far side, left side of the offense, and now steps in inside the numbers, so Everybody within a couple of yards. Lechner now motions across to the near side of the set, all the way out to the numbers, and they will fake the Randolph. Now they'll throw up the seam into coverage. Lucky that one wasn't intercepted on the attempt there for Nico DeBoer. Yeah, that pass looked like it was in a real crowded area with a bunch of Muskego guys on that, and uh, it fell to the ground harmlessly. Borkovic so broke it up. Yeah, it was... Right into wow. a crowd right there. I thought, I'm sorry, Coach, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, no, good. I thought, there was, I thought I saw an official with a flag, but it was, he was waving at something else or somebody bugging him by the sideline. So my mistake. Third and 12 coming up here on their own 48-yard line on the left hash mark. Two receivers left, two to the right for Starkle. Starkle as Muskego showing blitz off the edge. They do. Starkle has plenty of time. Sets up and throws out of bounds. They go with it. That pass completed on the play to Winnick, and that one was close to a first down, about a yard or two short, up to the, or down now to the 42 of Muskego. Yeah, and there's no doubt in my mind that Steve Jones is going to go for it here uh, after what he did last week, uh, going for a two-point conversion for the win. Uh, that's, a, that's a gutsy move, but uh, we'll see what he dials up here. It'll be fourth and two coming up. As Kimberly is all set to go for it here. There's the crowd from Esquigo getting into it. Lots of players packed in on the right side of the line. H back over there. Now they shift it back to the near side. Stretching for it and getting it as Fraser. As he backs 
his way across the 40 down to the 39. That'll make it first and 10. Kimberly at the Muskego 39, 423 to play in the second quarter. It is 10-7, Muskego leading Kimberly. Yeah, nice job, nice run there. I mean, when you uh, get hit at the line of scrimmage and you need two yards, you bleed the field and fall forward, and that's exactly what Frazier was able to do. A receiver on either side of this formation for the papermakers. Tight end on the right side, H-back on the left for Starkle. And we Uh-oh. get a timeout call by Steve Jones and the papermakers. 4-12 to play in the second quarter. Muskego 10, Kimberly 7. You're listening to the 2018 State High School Football Championships. Out of the timeout, it'll be Kimberly football with 4-12 to play here in the first half. Coming up, we've got our Grand Slimes halftime report, and we'll be joined by Travis Wilson of Wisports.net. We're going to recap the first six games, talk about the end of the football season and what we can expect in the post-post-season of football from Wisports.net as they put a bow on the 2018 high school football wow. season but uh, Travis joined us to start we previewed all the games talked about how competitive the field appeared to be at a glance and that has mostly played out I mean the biggest blowout was probably one of the most unexpected ones and that was Homestead dominating Brookfield Central 51 to 14 yeah you'd never see that happen and and uh, to be honest with you uh, Brookfield Central is a is really a great football team we, we were able to see them last week against Wanakee and uh, just like we said earlier, sometimes the game just gets away from you, and I think that's what would happen to Brookfield Central. Kimberly just converted on a fourth and two. It'll be first and ten at the 39 of Muskego. Receivers either side. Receiver on the near side, inside the number. Receiver on the far side, on top of the 40 with the dash. Lechner comes across, and he took the snap from the center, and he's in a lot of trouble. He's going to lose yardage. A seven-yard loss as he backpedaled as he took the snap and the motion across. It did not fool the Warriors, and they got in there and gobbled that one up in a hurry. Yeah, that's a great job by the Muskego defense. And that 33 stack, I noticed that all three of their linebackers are five yards deep. And and the reason they're putting them deep is so they can pursue laterally as well as they were able to right there. Muskego running, as you said, the... 3-3 3-3 stack. They've had a pretty good run here this season. They did it for most of the year without a couple of key players on offense. We'll talk about that when they take over next. Right now, Kimberly has the football second and 17 on their on the Muskego 46. Here's a pass to the near side. Great defensive play made, but maybe too good as now it appears that Shavonik's going to get called maybe for an infraction on the near side. We'll see what the call is here in just a second. And your Muskego fans, they're not approving of what this might be. Yeah, it looked uh, really clean from our vantage point, but we're way up here in, in, in the press box here at Camp Randall. So thought it was great defense right there, but uh, they got a better vantage point. Than yeah, we, do. we have the benefit, too, of watching the replay six or seven times. And here's the call now coming from down on the field, James Schaefer. Pass interference. Defense. 15-yard penalty. So it'll still remain second down because 15 yards wasn't enough to get in the first. It'll be second and two on the Muskego 31. Looks like a moment, like a great defensive play coming across, but 
maybe some contact before he got there. They're showing the replay on TV, but not in the stadium right now. Looks like he made contact with the left arm going in front of him, and that's why they threw the flag on that play. Quickly up to the line of scrimmage is Starkle now under center. They try to draw him off sides to get the first. Now they will fake the toss. Starkle now throwing for the end zone. It's up. It's caught over the shoulders. Touchdown, Kimberly. Connor Winnick catches that one from 31 yards away, and Kimberly retakes the lead. Yeah, just a nice seam route. Good play action fake by Starkle. Uh, you know, with that back on a second and two, and throws right up the seam, right on target. Incredible pass and a great catch made in stride over the shoulders, fell right into his arms, and a touchdown for Kimberly. And now the try for an extra point coming up here for Gavin McBriar. 52 of 56 on the season. Here it is. It is up, and this one is good. 3-12 to play in the second quarter. Kimberly 14, Muskego 10, as we will keep it right here. Coach, we've been treated so far to a good back-and-forth yes. Division One game. We kind of hinted at this, but state itself has been full of very competitive games. Uh, I know that you've got family in town, and I'm not sure how much of it you've watched, but yesterday we had three one-score games. Yeah. All yeah. of them a lot different, but all of them very exciting, too. Well, and that's what you want to see at State. Uh, unfortunately, with that is one of the teams, uh, you know, is going to end up being, you know, not, not getting that gold ball, and, you know, it's, it's tough. It's tough to lose this game here. But it's a whole lot of fun winning it. Oh, I'll tell yeah. You that. Yeah, and you would know. <laughs> How heavy is the gold ball, Coach? <laughs> Does it matter at that point? Yeah. Like you have that superhuman strength, right? You're fueled Absolutely. by oh, yeah. you're fueled by adrenaline and how cold the Gatorade or water showers after the game. Like you're you just you're like in a different plane at that point, <laughs> it right? It really is, yeah. It's some weird kind of zen that involves Gatorade and it being really cold. As it is. Steve Jones and Kimberly know that feeling very well. They've oh, experienced yeah. it for five years in a row and going for their sixth in a row, which would match a state record. Also going, I think, for their eighth overall, which would also tie a state record. Yeah, it would. At Stratford is the team that has won six in a row, and that was from 2003 through 2008. Yeah, that was, great feat. That was a great stretch uh, in that run. Uh, really impressive in a large school capacity, too. The ball blows off the tee here before they kick it off. Of course, St. Mary Springs won their eighth WIAA championship earlier in this tournament. And now Kimberly's turn to volley it back and tie it. Here is the kickoff. And there was a whistle blown at the kickoff. And it's going to be picked up and returned by Muskego. And a great return to the 42. There was a whistle on the field yeah. as he went to kick off. And the kicker turned around to look back at the referee over there and trying to figure out what was going on. I am, too, because I heard what you heard, and I, I saw what you just saw as well. Oh, well, this looks like they're going to continue and play. Not the weirdest thing that's happened today. We saw a spike clock play two plays in a row in a game. <laughs> we did see that. It's not the weirdest thing we've seen in this playoffs run. We've seen a streaker in this playoffs run. We saw that, too. Double wings here for Muskego. Double tight end set off the right hash mark. Moving right to left. 3.04 second quarter. Kimberly 14, Muskego 10. And the ball is somewhere in that scrum. But Kimberly sniffed that one out. Reiske got the carry. And he got buried at the line of scrimmage. Maybe even lost a yard on the play. It'll be second down and 11 on their own 42 for Muskego. Nice job on Kimberly as they're all... Uh, we had Muskego players going in all different directions, and Kimberly did a great job of sniffing out where the ball was. 
Here we go. Same formation. Double tight, double wing. Mackinnon under. He fakes to Kurt. Now back to pass. Looking downfield. He's in trouble. Breaks away from one. Still trying to get rid of it. Now he'll just run out of bounds on the near side. It'll go down as a team sack. A five-yard loss on the play. Four-yard loss on the play. Well, go down as a negative run, I'm sorry. To sack in the pros. But in high school football, it just goes as a minus four run. And it'll be third down and 15. But... Nobody open on that play as they tried the flood to the near side. Mackinnon runs back to the huddle, arms up. By the way, speaking of Muskego, I asked about a turning point mm -hmm. this season for Ken Krause's crew, and he said the fact that they got R.J. Bossart back. He had a broken collarbone, oh, wow. and he came back in week eight. He's got 639 yards rushing entering tonight and a 10 yards per carry average. Imagine how much better all year they would have been besides just being 13-0. Double wings, double tights on third and 15 for Muskego on the near side hash mark. Left of their offense. They will send current sort of in motion. Now they will give to Bossart coming around the edge. To the 45, to the 50. He's going to get across the 50. Down to the 45. That's a first down for Muskego. With 2.13 to play until halftime. And Muskego playing with two timeouts remaining. Yeah, you got to like what Muskego's doing offensively. As obviously the misdirection is fantastic. And every one of these players carry out their fakes so well. But they're also coming out in uh, you know different looks and just seeing what they're getting um, and, th and, that and that really helps them double wing double tight Mackinnon under center Reiske the fullback Bossart and Current the wings right and left as you see it and they will send Bossart in motion briefly they'll give it to Reiske he's off the right side big hole he ran over a defender nobody to beat he's got to get into the end zone Touchdown, Muskego! The Warriors retake the lead with 2.04 to play here in the second quarter. Yeah, just an outstanding run right up the middle, and the hole was there. Let's give Muskego's offensive line a lot of credit. Great push up front, and I don't know if he ever got touched. Well, he got touched at, at the point of, right when he got to the hole, he bowled over a guy, and then from there he was untouched. That's what I was excited about at first. I'm like, Man, he just put a truck stick on that guy, and then all of a sudden he's off to the, the end zone. Big touchdown, touchdown run on the play for Muskego, and now they'll try to go up three with the extra points right here. And here it is. The left-footed kick is up by Amaya. It is 2.04 to play in the second quarter. 17-14, Muskego leading Kimberly. Tell you what, we'll do this. Yeah. Let's pause for a minute. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the 2018 State High School Football Championships. Muskego on a 45-yard touchdown run by John Weiske takes the lead 17-14 over Kimberly with 2.04 to play in the second quarter. Kimberly has two timeouts, so even if they let this one go into the end zone for a touchback, it's still a lot of time and a couple of timeouts to go 80 yards on the drive. Should they not get a return here? He's booted a couple into the end zone. This one's going to be returnable, though, as it is fielded at the 10-yard line and taken all the way up to the 25 before getting hit and pushed out of bounds on the return. Lechner with it, and it'll be Kimberly football, 75 yards to go, and two timeouts to do it with for the papermakers. They've got the right kind of offense for a two-minute drill, that's for sure. Yeah, they do, and they throw the ball really better than they've run it this year, getting about 28 touchdown passes through the air. Now, you look at the other side real quickly. I mean, Muskego's offense, that, that was their 59th rushing touchdown this year, 59 and wow. a team that's averaging 8.7 per carry on the year uh, in the game so far, averaging 15.4 yards rushing, 
Alex Current with 37 and a half. Of course, the long touchdown run helps. Reiske at 13.3. Bossard at 12.2. Starkle with four receivers in the set. Snap off the right hash mark on their own. 24. Passes complete to the near side. That's Lechner again. Locked into him in this game. Yeah, they is. Yeah, I was going to say, they're up to the 29, but yeah, that's his fourth grab already. And he's been targeted like five or six more times. Yeah, and he's very quick, quick little hitch. As soon as he gets the ball, he, he likes to turn to the sidelines and get as much as he can. Minimal pickup here, five-yard gain, but hey, second and five is, is nice to deal with. Kimberly playing for a record-tying sixth straight state championship. Muskego obviously would like to spoil that and take a gold ball home of their own, second and five. Coming up here for Kimberly. Four receivers in the set for Starkle. Pump fakes one way. Now he's going to look. He's going to throw one deep. Into bracket coverage. Overshoots everything. And probably lucky that he did. As there were two players that were absolutely smothering the intended target down the field. Winnick. And it's incomplete. They're two best defensive backs, as it were, yeah. back there uh, bracketing on the coverage. Uh, again, very lucky that that one was overshot, incomplete. Well, I'm noticing in that 3-3 stack of Muskego, they're doing a great job of stemming up front and uh, moving around their whole defensive line, and it makes it real difficult for the offensive line to know who's supposed to block who at times. So that's something I'm going to keep my eye on. Between Roller and Chivonic, they have 11 interceptions now, 12 on the season. Here's a pass on the scene. This one's complete or a first down for Kimberly. We're talking about those two players, their two top targets. Tight end catches on this play. That is Mitch Bartol, who caught the two-point conversion to give him the win over Fond du Lac last week. Yeah, but between uh, those two guys, between Chivonic and Roller, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Now 12 interceptions on the year. That's not a bad defensive backfield. The state leader, by the way, has nine. Here we go. It is first and 10. Kimberly on their own 40. A minute 25 to play in the second quarter. Starkle back to pass. He throws one across the middle. This is Lechner who gets belted after a six-yard gain. Down at the 46. It'll be Kimberly's own 46 where it'll be second down and four. Timeout is going to be called on the field by Kimberly. That is their second timeout called. And... They'll talk about what they'll do here on this next play. With a minute 15, minute 16 to play as they add a second back to the clock here in the second quarter. You know, we've gotten to see a lot of both of these teams and their offenses. I mean, we're pretty familiar with how a double wing yes. operates, but yeah. seeing how quick Muskego is to the hole, man, it is seriously impressive. And 
I guess no no mistake why they were able to do the things they've done in this postseason, including playing a very, very good Milwaukee Marquette team last week and getting a win in that contest. Well, you got to love what Muskego, we touched on it a little earlier. Not only are they going double tights, they're going unbalanced. And unbalanced where they're putting guys on on the strong side and then they're testing that running motion back to the weak side and giving the fly motion so they're making sure that Kimberly isn't overloading one side so I kind of like what Muskego's doing offensively. Think of the wins they've had this year Marquette, Franklin, oh. Kettle Moraine, Maquanago, wow. Oconomowa, Catholic Memorial Brookfield East, Arrowhead I mean you're talking about some really really big programs in that fold second and four coming up for Kimberly on their own 46-yard line. Four receivers here for Starkle. Ball in the left hash mark. 54 yards to the end zone. Back to Starkle. Starkle steps to the throws. Hit as he's thrown. This one's going to get out of bounds. Incomplete. But he was hit as he released on the play. That's happened a couple of times. That one misses Lechner high and out of bounds. Actually, a great one-handed grab by one of the photographers, I think, standing <laughs> over there with the big old poofy gloves. They're nice and cold out there. We're nice and warm here high atop at Camp Randall Stadium where I just hope that I can be (laughs) one one thousandth as cool as Matt LaPay sitting in this chair. Oh, well, I'll I'll give you the one and one one thousand. All right, well, that's that's all I need. Here we go, third down and four for Kimberly. Moving left to right, trips right, one left on the short side of the field. The left side of the offense, that's the far side of the field from where we see it. Starkle, three yards off the line of scrimmage. On third and four with a minute ten to play. Here's a quick hitter to the far side. I think to not to Lechner, but to Winnick. And it's a first down. Kimberly, they'll go out of bounds. Also stop to move the chains. Yeah, it's a nice job by Kimberly. They really understand how to hit the soft spots of zone pass defensive areas. And uh, I, I really like that, that uh, Starkle is able to identify what is receiver, where they're going to kind of sit and uh, catch the ball. But that's why they're 82-1 and one over the past six years. That's pretty good. <laughs> First and 10 coming up for Kimberly on the Muskego. 48-yard line, 66 seconds left in the second quarter as the papermakers try to take the lead going into the locker room. Trips left on the short side of the field. Here's Starkle looking left, now stepping up. He's going to scramble with it. He gets across the 45, down to the 48, tries to get a first down, but goes out of bounds to stop the clock at 57 seconds short of the sticks at the 39-yard line. So it'll set up second and one now for Kimberly. Starkle doesn't always run the football, and on the season, it's pretty incredible. Just 68 yards rushing for the quarterback, but again, when you have thrown for 2,800 yards on the year, I guess you don't need to run as much. Right. It was... uh it was a good decision on his part to run the ball. He was getting pressure in the backfield, saw it open up, and why not pick up nine yards on first down? Second down now is fun to play with. Already 13 of 21 in the first half for 146 yards, a touchdown and a pick for the state's top senior quarterback, Cody Starkle. All state as well, back to pass. Three-step drop, now throws this one out of the flats. He's going to have Bartol racing out of bounds on the near side. Actually, that's Lechner cutting across, not the tight end. Lechner cutting across, getting out of bounds inside the 30, down to the 27. First and 10, Kimberly clock stops at 52. They still have a timeout in their back pocket. Yeah, they're running shallow crossing routes by Lechner. That's about the second or third time that he's able to do that. And all they're doing is just finding, like we talked about earlier, that soft area in the zone to get him the football. He's very quick, Lechner is, and when he's got the ball in some free space, he's going to do damage. 
Kimberly. Lines up and a timeout's going to be called by Muskego on this first and 10 try for Kimberly. We'll keep it here. Ball at the 28-yard line, 27-yard line of Muskego. Of course, for Muskego, looking for their first ever yeah. state title. They won in, or they were in second place in 1994. Been a while since they've been here. And a team that last year gave Sun Prairie all they could handle in level four and fell in that one, but was able to make it back to state or make it to state this year. Some pretty good juniors and seniors, a lot of upperclassmen in the group for Muskego to help them get to this point. Absolutely. And like we talked about, uh, they were young last year, took Sun Prairie right to the limit really took them to the limit and could have been here maybe last year as well but uh, you know this year unblemished 13-0 and and uh, the way they look now they look tremendous just taking a look at some of the records we've already had a few records set here at state this year we got to see the state's all-time leading career rusher and the guy who's going to challenge that record next year head-to-head -head in Division Six, Bryce Hittner of Iola Scandinavia and Tyler Tenner of Racine Lutheran. Record that was tied in Division Two, 51 points scored by Homestead. A blocked extra point yeah, would have made, given them the record all alone, but as it is, they tie. And we're probably going to see at this pace a couple more records fall in the pass department for Kimberly in this Division One state championship. They're already just seven completions away from tying the state record for completions in the D1 championship. Two receivers stacked in the slot, three on the left side of this formation for Kimberly. Here they go, 27 yards away from the end zone. Plenty of time here, and Starkle's just going to scramble with it. He gets it inside the 20, tucks his head down, and oh my, an official takes a shot from a player over there. When I said tucks his head down, I think he was trying to avoid contact, but the side judge on the far side got absolutely belted by a blocking receiver over there. He gets up, no worse for wear. Yeah, and he doesn't have equipment on. You know, it's, it gets scary when you don't have a helmet on and your head, head smacks the, uh, you know, the turf like that. But uh, he's, oh, he gets, a he's, he's walking around like it's no, it. It didn't hurt. Not at all. <laughs> I'm good. They're going to get a first down, I believe, on the play. Down to the 16. We have a penalty coming up. Yeah. That penalty is declined. Result of the play. First and 10. First and 10, Kimberly. At the Muskego 16-yard line, he went out of bounds, so the clock did stop. It also stops to move the chains. Still have that timeout. And that one timeout really is what's keeping the playbook open for them. I know they're passing quite a bit, but they can still run anything they want to and stop the clock if they yeah. wanted to. And there's still time to do it now as the field gets shorter. Muskego's defense, there is some confusion in the secondary. Starkle with trips left on the short side of the field. That's the left side. Far from us. Starkle looking. He's in some trouble as alignment dives at his ankles and misses. Lots of room to run, and he's going to take it himself inside the 15, all the way down to the 12 or 13-yard line, and we may get a timeout here. We do. Kimberly stops the clock. 31 seconds to play in this first half, trailing 17-14 to 14 to Muskego. Well, the game was moving along at a pretty good clip, but as is want to happen here going into the halves, Teams are going to use up those timeouts. Can't do with them anything with them in the locker room. So, right, can't, can't take them with you. Well, you got to really like uh, Muskego's defense at this point. They're playing a lot of zone coverage, and they're able to to pick up all those receivers. Starkle really has had nothing open the last couple times he's thrown the ball or tried to throw the ball, and that's why he's been running with it. So it'll still be Kimberly's football here. Second down and six. At the Muskego 12, 
They have 31 seconds. They've only made two field goals all year, so they could, in theory, get it close enough to kick, but then you're either spiking to let them get on the field or getting them ready to rush on the field to try it. I would imagine that they would prefer, obviously, to get the touchdown, and that's what they'll work towards. They're on the right hash mark at the moment. Not a lot of wind in the game today or yesterday. It's been Today it was overcast. Yesterday it was sunny, but the temperatures were pretty even, and the winds have really only gotten up to about 10 to 15 at its worst. Yeah, and right now is the time you look for Zach Lechner, the wide receiver for Kimberly, uh, kind of spot where he's at because maybe the ball's going to go there. Two receivers left, two to the right for Starkle. He's going to have Fisher to the left of him in the backfield as an extra blocker looking and throwing on the fade towards the end zone. Knocked away! What a play over there in the far corner of the end zone. That ball was up in the sky forever. And who else but Shivonic over there to deflect it away. That's just outstanding coverage right there. Two fade routes on the outside on each side. And, uh, you know, neither one of them were really open. Great defensive play right there. Clock stops on the incompletion. 25 seconds to play in the second quarter. Third and six at the Muskego. 12-yard line off the right hash mark. Winnick split way out to the left of the offense, the far side of the field. Lechner split out to the near side, inside the numbers, though. One tight end, one H-back, one running back. And, yes, like we said, what are you going to do with all these timeouts in the locker room? Muskego uses their last one. So no more timeouts left for either team here in the later stages of the second quarter. As Same thing that happened at the end of the second quarter in the last game, although we haven't seen them spike the ball a couple times, which has been the source of a lot of chatter around the press box tonight, is how that ever even ended up happening in that situation. My theory is that when the quarterback came out, he didn't, maybe they lined up incorrectly. And instead of, you know, snapping the ball and wasting the rest of the clock he spiked it so they could get the next play right i'm with you on that i think that there was something he saw that he didn't like or my the other theory i heard was that the exchange was bad and rather than risk it being a fumble he just picked it up and pretended like he was spiking it even though he probably had fumbled it just to stop the clock and give him a fresh down that was the other theory i gathered while wandering and listening to people much smarter than i am about football a lot of great football minds here, Coach. I don't know how many how <laughs> many people are. have you stopped and talked oh, to. I mean, I, I can't go five feet and people know. Like, they recognize me. Like, hey, how's it going, Jimmy? And I'm like, hi there, Coach. How are you? And <laughs> yeah, I have absolutely. no idea. But that's the thing. It's a, it's a pilgrimage for a lot of coaches to come here and take in the state championship games. Here's the Division I game. 25 seconds until halftime. Kimberly trailing by three with the football. Third and six on the Muskego 12. Off the right hash mark. Lechner in motion across. Starkle back to pass. He scrambles to his right. He's going to try to take it himself inside the 10, down to the 9. And the clock will run, so they got to hurry up and get reset to try to spike it. I don't know if they're going to have time to. But then with 8, they got to get on the ball in a hurry with 6, with 5. Time ticking away. Starkle with 3, with 2. And now they'll get the snap away. Here's Starkle. They're going to throw this one for the end zone. Up, and this one is out of bounds. Incomplete. Two officials on the spot. They say incomplete, out of bounds. And that's how we'll go to halftime. As Lechner made a diving, tiptoeing, sideline grab or an attempt to. It is incomplete with two officials on the spot. And we've reached halftime. 
Yeah, I believe he caught the ball, but he kept bobbling it. And the bobble, his feet then went out of bounds before he secured it. And that's how it's going to end, 17-14. The first angle they show on the replay, yeah, you see the bobble? It came yeah. up by his shoulder pad because at the first glance, he's got two feet down. But then there, right, yeah, right on the replay, the ball slips out. He tries to keep it on the shoulder, but he's well out of bounds at that point. It is something they will definitely take a look at, but nothing they can do in the game. There's no replay in high school football, but it is interesting, and they are not showing the play on the uh, Jumbotron here in the stadium, probably for good reason. It is halftime. Muskego 17, Kimberly 14. The Grant Science Halftime Report is next. You're listening to the 2018 State High School Football Championships. Welcome back to Camp Randall Stadium. Jimmy Cuska here with Mike Stassi, a state champion and WFCA Hall of Fame coach. We've had a lot of coaches that have sat in your chair today, Stassi. It yes. just wasn't the same without you. i, I got to <laughs> say, though, getting to work with River Valley coach Tim Eastlick and uh, working with Lake Mills coach Dan Furkovich, who's actually prowling the press box. Now he's got the press pass. So yes. he's like, well, I can sit outside and be cold with my friends, but I can sit inside and be warm by myself, <laughs> and I'm choosing warmth today. So he's somewhere here in the press box taking in the games and rubbing elbows with some of the other coaches yeah. here. I've seen so many, I can't even begin to count. Ran into a few this morning over at Mickey's Dairy Bar just across the road. That's my state tradition. Had myself a nice sausage scrambler with gravy and uh, ran into a few coaches in there, some from my neck of the woods like Elk Mound, Minocqua, a few of the schools in that area of the state. I saw a bunch of other shirts with Pulaski, saw a few other teams there represented. Then I get into the press box, Ryan Kleppe's doing the TV broadcast, saw him. He was talking a little bit about uh, the Wanakee Monona Grove game a bit, talking about that one. We did that game a couple weeks ago. It's hard to believe it feels like ages ago. That was yeah. only, it was only two weeks ago in Wanakee. Right here, Division One State Championship game. It is Muskego 17, Kimberly 14, and Muskego will have the ball to start. And Kimberly will get set to kick it away as Gavin McBriar will put a toe into it with the right foot and kick it deep to one of the waiting returners for Muskego. This one will angle to the near side where it will be fielded by Joey Locknick. And he's going to have a decent return across the 30, up around the 34-year. 34-yard line, excuse me. Ball spot, be spotted on the left hash mark as Muskego goes right to left, wearing the all-black jerseys with black numbers. White, thin white outlines on the numbers. Thick white nameplates. I can see the names of the jerseys in about four-point font from here better than I can see the numbers. <laughs> the helmets are black with the red Muskego M logo. On the other side, Kimberly in the all-whites with the red numbers and that big familiar K. If you've watched yes. any state championship game, you've seen the Kimberly K. Oh, boy. Yep. I think there was a flag on that kickoff, Jimmy. Yeah, I think you're right, Coach. I got the call here. Illegal blocked in the back. On the return team. Ten-yard penalty is spotted and foul. First and ten, Muskego. There we go. That's the call from down on the field. James Schaefer giving us the word. And it'll be Warriors football at their own 20-yard line, first and ten, where they start in the offensive set here. Two outside linebackers crowd, three down linemen that shift towards the wide side of the field. Double wings here as the Muskego linemen make their play calls up front. They send a wing in motion. They'll give it to... Reiske, and he will get turned it over. I think he turned it over, Coach. It looked like he fumbled. He did! Turned
over. And it will be Kimberly football to 21. Yeah, just a simple dive play. It looked like it came out before he hit the ground, and Kimberly was able to jump on it. We'll see who did the work here on the video replay as we get a, a better look at it now. And Reiske, it looks like, just gets slammed into just the force of impact on the play, forcing the fumble for Peter Biolo, the senior, 220 pounds, colliding. And then the recovery on the play by his fellow lineman, Logan Wilson, a 6'4", 245-pound junior. So Kimberly will get the ball in offense on the 21 of Muskego, first and 10. That's a big, big play there. They'll give the carry right side on first down to Fraser, who will get inside the 20 down to about the 17, and it'll be second down and six from there. Yeah, nice call by Kimberly. You know you're in four-down territory right now. So uh, as well as they've been running the ball to get uh, five yards on first down or four yards is a nice way to set up on a for a second down play. Kimberly has not lost since week one. They're only lost in six years. A last second field goal by Fond du Lac. They avenged that loss by beating the Cardinals last week, 22-21 in overtime. To receive with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In the set for Starkle, he will give to Fraser going left side. Finds a hole inside the 10 and taken down at the 6. Uh-oh, we got a flag for something. On the near sideline, there is a penalty, and we'll get the call again from down to the field from Schaefer here in a second, the referee in this game. We've had some relatively penalty-free games here today. They have the side panels turned off here at Camp Randall Stadium. They used to display all the stats on the side, but on the stats monitor, we've had four accepted penalties total in the game, two by each team. There was one, uh, the Division Three game, I want to say, we only had three total accepted penalties. Unsportsmanlike conduct on a defense. Half the distance foul. Person built. Kimberly. That's the Kimberly crowd getting into that one. They're still into it. <laughs> and now it's on the three. Whoa. First and goal for Kimberly. A chance to go ahead here. After not being able to complete the drive at the end of the second quarter. Now they get set to go on first and goal from the three. Just inside the right hash mark. Moving left to right. Two receivers in the set for Starkle. Low snap. He pitches ahead. And this one is just barely, I don't think he even got back to the line of scrimmage. Just kind of a shovel toss forward to Martzell. Lost a yard. Second and goal from the four now on the right hash mark coming up. Yeah, outstanding play by the Muskego defense. Quick pitch on a quick count to the right side. And before you knew it, uh, Muskego was already in the backfield. A whole bunch of players bunched up on the right side, short side of the field on the previous snap. And now they'll have a tight end right, H-back left. Receivers on either side. Winnick near side, Lechner far side for Starkle. Standing at pistol depth. He's got Fraser in the backfield trying to find his way. Right side, loses a yard again. The Muskego defensive line coming to play. 
on these past couple of plays. Oh my, they got two or three linemen in there to stop that play, including Nathaniel Stewart. Yeah, you gotta love that when your defense you know, gets put in a bad situation and, and they say, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna man up here and that's exactly what Muskego's defense is doing right now. They list him as Nathaniel in the program. He goes by Nate. Nate Stewart, all state defensive lineman making the stop there. Third and goal from the five of Muskego. Kimberly with two receivers left, H back and tight end on the right. Starkle takes the pass, throws it at the end zone. Oh, and this one is going to be caught touchdown, Kimberly. The Papermakers retake the lead. And I believe that was Lechner that caught the ball. Am I am I correct on that? It was Winnick. Okay, one of the two. 11. Yep, Winnick catches it. And what a grab it was as there was a lot of time to set up on that pass play. And it is good for Kimberly. 20-17, to 17, they take the lead. What a play. Yeah, just right in that zone area, right in that soft area that we talk about. Great throw and catch right there. 14th touchdown of the year, extra point is good. Kimberly 21, Muskego 17, 9-29 third quarter. We'll be back right after this. You are listening to the 2018 State High School Football Championships. Third quarter, it is 21 to 17. Kimberly leading Muskego. Our game broadcast brought to you in part by Maple Grove Dental. Lasting smiles begin at Maple Grove Dental. MapleGroveDentalMadison.com. Also brought to you in part by Oak Bank. In part by Oak Bank. You can't be the best if you're only the same. OakBankOnline.com. And of course by Grant Signs. Make this a winning season for your business. GrantSigns.net. We did not hand out our scholar athlete of the game and. We got a lot to choose from, Coach, because Kimberly has 29 seniors and an average for those 29 seniors, 3.58 GPA. Are you kidding me? That's out, that's unbelievable. That's ridiculous. And how can they say football players are dumb? Right? Who says that, <laughs> Coach? I've never I don't said know. that. No, no. Muskego has a whole bunch of players on the end. And this is one of those combined awards. I'm giving this up to a lot of players. You made oh. Academic All-State. You earned it. A.J. McEnan, their quarterback. Zach Jeraminski. Mitch Kadranowitz. Austin Burke, Ben Staniszewski, Luke Miggle, and those are your Muskego players. I'll get you the Kimberly players here in a second as they get set to tee it up, but those are the players for Muskego that get the award. And for Kimberly, a whole ball line. There's, there's so many. Tristan Argel, who's also All-State in football uh, as well. Jared Lenz, Kyle McConnell, Cody Starkle, Isaiah Dolovit, Zachary Olson, Adam Grote, Daniel Kaltenbaugh, Logan Rash, Sean Roberts, and Avery Shad are your academic individual All-State. Those are guys with 3.75 GPAs, <laughs> are letter winners, and, oh, by the way, are also seniors. Unbelievable. You have in this game over a dozen academic All-State players and a team academic All-State achievement for Kimberly. Oh, that's awesome. Kimberly will kick it off deep. Actually, it won't kick it off deep. It's just end over end, and it flutters down around the... 25 and it is scooped up there on the return and met and dropped at the 25 and the ball came out and there's a pile up at the 25 Muskego says they have it Kimberly thinks they do and the officials are going to indicate it is indeed Muskego football man it's been a story here at Camp Randall these two days the ball hitting the turf and nobody can figure out why oh my goodness and it has happened quite a bit and if you're Muskego you definitely don't want this happening again especially with a great Kimberly team you know my theory is is that secretly there's magnets in the footballs it's one of those electric <laughs> football grids 
and then somebody just kind of bumps the table a little bit. Like they've bumped the scoreboards and knocking some of the panels down. Now they've got everything working again, but for a while we didn't have a t we only had the score and time. All good now. 9-21 third quarter, Kimberly 21, Muskego 17. 9-21 third quarter, Muskego has the football moving right to left off of their own 25 ball on the crest of the field. Back into the quarterback, he will send current in motion. They will fake to Reisky, give it to the trailing wing on the play, Bossart. And Bossart was going to get about four or five yards. Well, maybe six where they spotted up around the 31. It'll be second and four coming up for Muskego. And, you know, it's interesting. I've heard so many theories about why the ball's been popped out a lot. And the one theory I haven't heard is that the defenses are just really good at stripping the football out. A lot of these teams come into the game having forced 20-something fumbles on the year. Yeah, absolutely. And coaches are teaching that now. Double wing, double tight. Mackinan fakes to Reisky. We'll give it to the trailing wing. That's Bossard again. And he accelerates up the near sideline. Gets across midfield. And that will be a first down. Muskego, the Warriors, pick up a big chunk of yards. Bossard again. He missed all of the season until he returned in week eight. Had broken his collarbone. And since that point, in just the six games he had played in, picked up 639 yards rushing. Imagine a full body of work for him and what that would have meant for the season. And already uh, in this game, doing some work as well, Coach, because yeah. now Bosser with that big run is going to push his total. It's at 54, and when it updates, it'll be up around 70-something. So, yeah, 700 yards rushing in seven games of work for him since coming back with a broken collarbone. Double tights, one tight end, double wing, single tight end. They send current in motion, and he's going to take it right side. He's got a lot of speed and a lot of room to work with, and he will get another first down across midfield down to the Kimberly 47-yard line, and it'll be first and 10 there for Muskego. We heard Travis Wilson say, Coach, Muskego's finding ways to move the football here against Kimberly. Yeah, they are, and uh, Alex Current is very quick as you just watched out running running some jet motion sweep, and when he gets the ball, he's electric. Current on the season, 1,400 yards coming in, now over 1,500 yards if he can pick up. On that carry, I should say, he picked it up, so he's over 1,500 yards on the year. Double wings again, double tights off the right hash mark, moving right to left, Mackin in the quarterback under center. He will give it to Reisky. Nope, he's going to give it to Current, trailing around on the play, gets spun down around the 42. Down there for about a five-yard pickup. The other player coach that missed a lot of the season with injury, with an elbow injury, their left guard, one of their team captains, Austin yeah. Burke, who was out for most of the year, just recently came back in week nine to really bolster that line, 5'11", 218-pound senior. So those are two key players they missed for most of the regular season. They went undefeated in the Classic 8, and then, oh, by the way, they add two top-notch players back to the fold for the playoff run. That's a big pick-me-up. It's like making a mid-season trade, said their coach, Kevin Krause. Here, Ken Krause, here's a carry going around left, or going out at the middle, I should say, Reisky. Gets a couple of yards. It'll be third down and three. Coach Ken Krause in his 22nd year overall, 127 and 81, so has coached over 200 career games. He was telling me, it's like, yeah, it's you don't get to make trades in high school football, but <laughs> yeah. definitely when you get a guy back from a big injury like that, they miss most of your regular season. It's like making a trade. Yeah, that's a big that's a big thing happening. When you get good players back, really gives you a boost. One receiver in this set, otherwise double wings 
per the norm for Muskego. Reiske the fullback between, behind Mackinac the quarterback. Current on the left, Vossard on the right. Current goes in motion, going from left to right, and he does get the carry. Gets met at the first down marker by a whole bunch of paper makers. Forward progress, they're giving him a very good spot to the 36 and a first down. Yeah, Current is only a sophomore as well, but he shows that great quickness, and that's why they're using him on that jet sweep motion right there. And he was able to, to get that first down to extend this drive. All right, Muskego with the football in the Kimberly 36, 636 third quarter. 21-17, Kimberly leading Muskego. Double wings, double tights again for Muskego. On the right hash mark, moving right to left here at Camp Randall Stadium. Mackin in the quarterback. Reiske the fullback, three yards behind him. Ball start in motion, faking like he's getting the handoff. And then it is taken on the right side on the carry, getting nowhere. Maybe back to the line of scrimmage. Kimberly pulls it out. Now a flag thrown after the play. A little too much Selly on the play by Kimberly. And that's going to cost them. Yeah, I think they thought they came up with the ball and they're celebrating and then flipped the ball up in the air. And I think they're going to get a, uh, a penalty for that. Could be a defensive delay of game. Maybe not an unsportsmanlike. Could be defensive delay of game, though. We'll see. Unsportsmanlike conduct on the defense. 15 yard penalty. First attack. Well, that's a bummer if you're Kimberly. Giving him a free first down as if this offense needed any help in yeah. the ball down the field. Boy, that sure is an exciting offense to watch. I mean, you should if you're a young coach and you're looking for an offense to run, this is really exciting. It's not a, you know, when we talk double wings, a lot of times I'll see a double wing and they pack him in tight. It's school body left, school body right, counter traps, whatever. Wide line splits in this set. Very deliberate pacing as well. Not a lot of wasted movement in this offense. As Current comes around, now back to pass. Mackinan being chased, flushed out of the pocket, throwing along the sidelines, and nobody anywhere close, No, I think, on that play. It goes out of bounds, and it'll be incomplete. It'll be second down now for Muskego. It's, it's just fun to watch, like you it said, is. because you see a lot of offenses, and you see a lot of junk plays, a lot of junk movements, just to try to set up maybe a play in the third quarter or something like this. You know, a lot of the things they're doing, they're very deliberate. And yeah. the thing is, it's, it's, tough, it's tough to adjust to with so many weapons. Well, they carry out their fakes so well. Everybody's running hard. Who doesn't have the ball? You don't exactly know who has the ball at times. Muskego up on the line on the Kimberly 21 off the right hash mark, second and 10. Moving right to left, Mackinac under center. Double wings in the set. Current on the near side, Boston on the far side. Reiske the fullback, and he'll get the carry as he gets gobbled up on the right side of the defensive line, left side of his line. Maybe a yard to the 20. It'll be third down and nine. Yeah, Reiske's got two hands on the ball at all times right now. As Kimberly, uh, the second man in, is trying to pull the ball out. So, yes, these coaches are teaching their players, you know, preaching turnovers. It's 5-18 to play in the third quarter. Muskego trailing by four to Kimberly in this Division I state championship. Muskego has not lost this season. And in some close battles, though, and a very difficult schedule. Double wing, one tight end, one receiver. Timeout called by Muskego. 5-0-5 third quarter. We'll take one as well. You're listening to the 2018 WIAA State High School Football Championships. Here at 
Camp Randall Stadium. Jimmy Kuska here with Mike Stassi and Ty Magnum back in our broadcast studios in Madison. Thank you for listening wherever you are on 100.9 FM in Madison or on iHeartRadio. Welcome into our broadcast here this evening. I don't think anybody's listening in Muskego, and I say that because I think all of Muskego is here at Camp Randall Stadium. <laughs> sure looks like it to, to me. Can't see below the press box. When I've seen the videos, though, uh, Kimberly, likewise, has a lot of fans. We can see kind of on the edges here yes. where you can see that the stands are relatively full, but then the four sections directly below us, you can tell when Kimberly's got the ball, there's a lot of noise. So, And from us, it's below us, and there's a concrete barrier. So I know there's a lot of people here from Kimberly as wow, well. Wow, wow. Muskego with the football, third and nine on the Kimberly 20-yard line. Double wings in the set here. For Mackinnon and the Warriors. Muskego at the crown of the field. Long count here. Bossart goes in motion. They fake to him. And now here's a pass play coming up. They'll throw it back across Bossart. And he's immediately met and tackled. Oh, wow. What a play by the Papermakers. What a play made by Kimberly. Zach Arndt. Blows that play up for a big 10-yard loss. Yeah, just a screen pass back to the weak side, to the left side. You know, the quarterback rolls to the right. Zach Arndt wasn't fooled and, honestly, was maybe a step away from picking that off. Fourth and long and, well, got to tell you, I don't know if we've we've seen attempts of this long this year. We're about to test the leg of Lucas Amaya from 47 yards away off the left hash mark going into the north end zone. Amaya will set up out of the hole to Shavonic. He gets this kick up. It is not going to get there. No good. And Kimberly will take over on their own 20-yard line as the field goal is no good. 4-0-4, third quarter. It is Kimberly 21 and Muskego 17. I was looking to see if it was maybe partially blocked on the replay, Coach. Yeah, no, I don't think it was. Uh, just got under it maybe a little bit too much. You hear that loud thud, which tells you that he hit it with an odd part of his foot. Sometimes you hit it with the top of your shoelaces. Sometimes you hit it with the bottom of your cleat. You don't hit it just right. That ball didn't look like it had the distance from the get-go, but I was trying to see if maybe it had been partially deflected. But. And it could have been. Kimberly with the football on their own 20, first and 10. Starka will give on first down for a short gain, and the pile moves a few yards. And moves a couple more. Five-yard gain on the play up to the 25, and it'll be second down and five for Kimberly on a short carry there. Good blocking on the play, and Fisher picks up five on the run. Yeah, nice job by the offensive line. Just got that scrum going and trying to move the pile and move that ball, and a very, very nice second and five. And with Kimberly, that'll open up some of the passing game for them as well. So Muskego's got to be ready for anything. Kimberly with the football, second and five. Lechner in motion across, now sends it back to the near side on the numbers. They will give Fisher again, piling up the right side of the line, and he will get two. And it'll be third down and three coming up. Team rushing yards right now for Muskego. 
All right, 231 yards. If you're wondering what the state record is, it's 430, so that's quite the mountain to climb, and that mountain would be D.C. Everest. See what I did there? That's the record back in 1983. That's before I was born. Yeah, well, that was a nice play right there by Brian Groon, middle linebacker, for Muskego to come up and, and to make that stop. Big stop. Yeah, Groon, a pretty good one there in the middle. Here we go, third and three on their own. 20. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Seven crowd comes to life here at Camp Randall Stadium. Two left, one right. Here's Starkle throwing out into the flats. He's got his receiver, Lechner, who dances out of bounds at the 32. First and 10, Kimberly. Nice job by Kimberly right there. They got a wide receiver who runs the corner off, and then they run a, uh, a receiver right underneath that for a quick little five-yard gain and a first down. Lechner being the receiver. Ball in their own 32-yard line. First and 10, Kimberly, 232, third quarter, 21-17. The Papermakers lead the Warriors here in the Division I State Football Championship. 14-32 left in the football season here in Wisconsin. Hard to believe, ain't it, Coach? Wow. I feel like we were just setting up at Mansfield Stadium yesterday. Yeah. Here's to carry left side, Fraser. Bullies his way across the 35, up to the 36, four-yard pickup. Yeah, you know, we were doing that game in shorts and a T-shirt, but <laughs> climbing to the top of Mansfield Stadium, Sun Prairie, Madison Memorial, little did we know at the time that those two teams would tie for the Big A championship in that week. But uh, our season yeah. really does seem like it's it, it got, one, got by us real quick this year. Uh, getting to do a game every Friday this year. Some good games early in the year, some good games in the postseason. Absolutely. Including that Sun Prairie Middleton rematch, which was absolutely oh, insane. That was all, three kickoff returns for touchdowns, too, I think. DeForest and Wanakee was a great game. Last week, Wanakee and Brookfield Central carry left side. Kimberly's got a good gain across the 45, up to the 47 yard line. Clock stops as they. Move the sticks, a good gain on the play by Alex Martzel. And it'll be first and 10, Kimberly on their own 47, still on the left hash mark. Now I say that, and I know I'm waxing poetic about the 2018 season, but man, I can't believe it's just a few minutes away from being over. Yeah, I mean, football will be over. That's, that's unbelievable. Then we get to pay attention to the Packers and Badgers, which of course cause no groans from the audience, right? Everybody's happy with their performance. Marcel gets a carry left side again. Uh -oh. Flag comes out at the end here behind, trailing on the play. That could be a hole. That could be a block in the back. Could be just about anything. That flag was thrown into the scrum. And we'll see what it is here in just a second. They discuss right now the football spotted at the 50 for the moment. Three-yard pickup for Marcel. And they moved a the flag now to the 46. Could be holding. Let's see. James Schaefer will make the call. Holding. Holding. On the offense. Ten-yard penalty. Repeat first stop. When I saw him move the flag, I figured it was holding because they marked it from the spot. Yes. That's how I sort of figured it would be a holding call. Now it'll be first down and 19. Am I doing the math right now? First down and 
21 for Kimberly. I went the wrong way on the hash mark. Well, there's a lot of work to be done with Muskego, but this might be the break they need just to get the ball back. 80 seconds in the third quarter. Kimberly 21, Muskego 17 in this D1 championship. Receivers left and right for Starkle. H-back and tight end on the right side of the line. They'll give it to Martz. He's going to get it. Oh, that penalty yardage back. And a couple yards to boot, getting close to midfield, up around the 48-yard line, where it'll be second down and nine. Yeah, it's time for Muskego right now to start uh, really coming up and making some big plays. Otherwise, Kimberly's got that momentum, and they get that mojo, and away they're going. They're starting to, to build a lot of momentum right now. An absolutely massive pep band for Muskego is here at Camp Randall Stadium. When they did the halftime show, it yeah. was like watching uh, you know, Wisconsin or UW-Eau Claire, one of those other big college bands in the state, take the field. Very impressive stuff. Here's two receivers in this set, one each side. Winnick on the near side and Lechner on the far side. Kerry Martzel going left and squirting through for about a four-yard pickup across midfield down to the 49, where it'll be second down and six. And this is where it gets scary if you're Muskego because they've, Kimberly's done a great job of running the football, running the football, running the football. Well, they can play action off of that very easily, and statistically, they throw the ball better than they've been running the ball this year. We have a timeout called on the field. End of the third quarter, sorry, that was my fault. It's <laughs> the end of the third, 21 to 17, Kimberly leading Muskego. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the 2018 High School Football State Championships. Welcome back here to the Division One State Championship game. Kimberly leading Muskego 21 to 17. Jimmy Kuska here with Mike Stassi and Ty Magnum back in our broadcast studios. Kimberly has shown some pretty incredible balance as they have all year, and they've shown it again in this game, Coach. They absolutely have. And uh, you, look at, you look at the stats, I mean, they're passing for 168 yards, rushing to another 150, 156 yards, pretty even. And here's a stat for you, Jimmy. Neither team has punted today. Neither team's punted today. You know, what was funny is we were talking yesterday about here at the championships about how a lot of the teams were letting the punts go like they would all year, but on a turf field that they're not used to playing. And on a turf field, ball ain't get a stick. It's just going to keep going. And that's yeah. what happened. There was a punt in one of the early games that hit at about the 40 and rolled inside the 10. So Get just, that nice bounce, that it, roll. It was like a low spiral, and it just kept rolling forever. And, you know, it's not going to stop on anything. It's not like a grass field where you got divots. Sometimes you got rocks. Sometimes you've got, you know, lines that are kind of crooked. We saw a few of those this year. We, uh, you know, we got divots sometimes. They use it as a soccer pitch. Sometimes it's, you know, heck, sometimes they just say, you know what, it's, it's a playground for kids. So, you know, you might find some interesting things in the field. You know, there's there's some places where they play football, and it's also the tractor pull ground. So, you know, you never know, and you'll you'll you know, trip on a radiator or something. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's, there's some fun stuff, man, at some of these fields in the state. Um, not all of them are quite as pristine as some of the new, new fields that have gone up this year, like McFarland with their brand-new turf stadium, Mc, uh, Wanakee's new one that went up last year. Wow, beautiful. You know, just some of the fields that are, you know, getting uh, Middleton at Otto Breitenbach Stadium got the new turf this year. I mean, it's, you know, it is really impressive, some of the fields that you see right here in the immediate area here around Madison. You don't have to go too far to find yourself a nice venue. We were in Oconomowoc last week, probably one of the best oh. high school venues I've ever been to. 
Fourth quarter about to get started here. Trips right for Kimberly as they begin third down and seven on the 49 of Muskego. Here's a little give and go. Oh, and a deflected pass. Was I don't really know who that one was going to over there. Yeah, they had both receivers that were kind of close to each other. Both run, you know, fades. And uh, they were no more than six, seven yards apart. So. Shavanek with another pass breakup. I mean, Shavanek has been a very impressive player. Him and, you know, him back there working with Hunter Wohler. They've both been doing a very good job back there. And now Kimberly, we just, we jinxed it, Coach. <laughs> this is the Coach Stassi jinx. Is yes, it is. Team. Oh, it's over It's safe. He's going to try to get rid of it. Let's see. Now he's going to get taken down all the way back at the 24. That's a loss on the play of about 24 yards. Oh, my goodness. So there's still no punts in the game. <laughs> Never mind. The jinx is free. They're going to spot it at the 27. There's the break Muskego needed as they have the football at the Kimberly 27, moving left to right on the left hash mark, lead, or trailing 21 to 17 with 11.51 to play in the fourth quarter. Oh, my. Yes. It felt like this game was on cruise control for about the last eight minutes of action, and then all of a sudden, you get that one thing to happen. Self-inflicted wounds have been the story yes. here at State. Let's see if Muskego can make them pay. Mackinnon under center, double wings, single tight end on the far side of the field. That's the short side of the field. Bossart comes across, gets the carry, oh. and he's got a big hole. This is Courage with it. He's going to get into the end zone. Touchdown, Muskego. Alex Current with his second rushing score of the game. And Muskego jumps back in front here in the fourth quarter. Just a beautiful fly motion with Alex Current, who's got that kind of, and heads north and south and gets into the end zone. Great play, great blocking up front also by Muskego. Extra point coming to make it a three-point game from Lucas Amaya. He is perfect on extra points this year. I almost jinxed that, Coach, and almost got blocked. 24-21 <laughs> as Muskego leads Kimberly with 11.42 to play here in the fourth quarter. You are listening to the 2018 State High School Football Championships. to play in the fourth quarter. Muskego 24, Kimberly 21. Now Warriors all set to kick it off to the Kimberly Papermakers here in the fourth quarter of this one. Alex Current, two rushing touchdowns in the game and 18.1 yards per carry average. This kickoff is going to go deep and into the end zone and they want to try to run it out but no. he was too deep into it and it'll be a touchback, and Kimberly now will start on their own 20-yard line, first and 10. Tell you what, that punt play is a turning point. Absolutely, because if you look at time of possession, Kimberly has 20, almost 24 minutes to 12 and a half, or 12, 13 minutes, and, and uh, it's turnovers. Turnovers that will just kill you and really let Muskego right back into this thing, and Muskego now has the lead. For a while there, it looked like Kimberly was building the momentum to go up by two scores as well, but uh, it's so funny how things can turn. Kimberly breaks the huddle and gets set to go here. All-state senior football award winner by Wisports.net quarterback Cody Starkle 
Barks out the signals, gives it on the handoff. That one's going nowhere. Nate Stewart blows up the middle out of the nose tackle spot, collapses on the ball carrier right there at the line of scrimmage. Martzell dropped for maybe a loss. They're going to make it a no gain with forward progress, second and ten. Yeah, you got a fired up Muskego defense right now. Everybody's, you know, flying around, high fiving each other, and uh, really, really looking, uh, really looking like a championship team. Nate Stewart, all-state defensive lineman in the middle for Muskego. Giving them all they can handle. Tight line splits on this play. Starkle, two receivers in this set. They'll send one man across. They will flip it on the play to Lechner. Lechner turns the corner, gets to the 30, and oh boy. He has a little more turf to work with. He can get a few more. He's got a first as it is. Right at the 30, it looks like where he went out of bounds. Yeah, great job by Lechner. Just a good, you know, just a, a real quick uh, jet sweep motion, and he's the kind of guy you want to give the ball to because he can make stuff happen. They tried a couple of those with him, yeah, and a couple of them didn't work. That one did. It's a first down, Kimberly, as they move it to their own 31, off the right hash mark, moving right to left. First and 10, 10.52 to play in the fourth quarter, trailing by three to Muskego, 24-21 the lead. Here's Starkle, low snap, gets it up in time to give it to the running back. I think Fisher got it, but he didn't get very far. He is hit, and Matt at the line of scrimmage might have gotten a yard. Good work on the outside contained to force that play into traffic on the play defensively. Looks like Wrecker was one of the players in yeah. that stop, Hastings as well. Yeah, look now to Kimberly to that short passing game that they was so effective. You know, those little combination routes of a slant and a quick little out, uh, trying to find in the zone that open area, things like that. This is a good time for them to do that. Two receivers on the left side for Starkle. Ball on the right hash mark, far side of the field. They shift the tight end and H back to the near side formation. And now they take the snap, Starkle up the pass, and he will complete this one. And this one's going to be a nice gainer spinning across the 45. Up around the 48 is Nico De Boer. And he's going to be spotted down at the 40, well, right between the 47 and 48, first and 10, Kimberly. Yeah, there you go. The combination route of a slant arrow. Inside receiver runs an arrow to the sidelines, and outside receiver runs the slant, and the quarterback just reads the outside backer who's in zone defense, and you get it to the open guy. Nico De Boer all season. Five receptions. Division one state title game, two receptions. Two receivers right in this set. Tight end on the left side of the line, H back on the right side. Now they will send Lechner across, and they will give to the running back on this play as Fisher trying to find some room to work. Fraser, excuse me, gets three yards across midfield into Muskego territory to the 49. Second and seven coming up off the left hash mark now. Yeah, you're watching two heavyweight, like we talked about earlier in the program, boxers kind of get after it, uh, going blow for blow right now. And really, that's the teams that take care of the football right now is probably the team that's going to win this game. 28 attempts, 17 completions for Starkle for 184. Two touchdowns and a pick. He has the ball. He will give on the play to Fraser. Fraser's got a big hole, and he is upended across the 35, down to the 30. And that one probably saved him from being an even larger gain on the play as Wohler got the stop. Yeah, Fraser made a great cut. 
really to get off tackle and then go north and south, and he's got that quick little speed there to be able to take it, and like you said, just about took that to the house. Kimberly lines up first and 10 on the Muskego 32 on the left hash mark, moving right to left towards the north end zone here at Camp Randall Stadium. Receivers outside the numbers on the near side, Winnick, far side is Lechner. Starkle sends the H-back across to the left side of the formation, and they will give on the handoff to the left, and that play is going nowhere. Stewart and others stop that play in its tracks. Yeah, nice job by the Muskego defense, playing their gaps really solidly right now. Wrecker also off the bottom of that pile as Martzel couldn't get going anywhere. Martzel now 12 carries for 58 yards. Fraser 15 for 70 and a score. Fisher 6 for 28. Coming in to the game. Fisher was the 1,000-yard back. Fraser with 728 and Martzel with just 274. Lechner split out all the way outside the numbers to the right of the offense on the wide side of the field. In the slot is Winnick. And now Bartle and DeBoer shift to the far side as well, to the wide side of the field. Starkle, he's hit as he throws, and it's intercepted, I think, yes! It's picked off! It is intercepted on the play by a defensive lineman or a linebacker. Let's see. It is picked off on the play by Mitch Borkovic. And Muskego turns over the papermakers, their second pick of the game. Well, what made that play possible was the pressure that was in the backfield right away and the blitz came and uh, I believe Starkle was hit yeah he was hit as he threw and hit hard as he threw on the play by Richard Baller and that one makes it his second pick of the year. He came into the game having thrown three interceptions all season. It is 8.27 to play in the fourth quarter. Muskego with the pick and the football now 24-21 leading on Kimberly here in the Division I State Championship. You are listening to the 2018 State High School Football Championships. Our game broadcast tonight is always brought to you by Madison Taxi, Madison Silver Fleet of Service at 255-TAXI. Brought to you in part by, as well by Chalmers Jewelers. When you want to show just how you feel, Chalmers Jewelers, we are talking about stats of the game. Now turnovers is a big stat, right? Both teams have had a couple, but that missed handled punt by Kimberly definitely counts as one. It won't show it that way on the scoreboard, but that allowed Muskego to put in the go-ahead score. And now this interception Gives them momentum and the football on their own 36-yard line. And with their kind of offense, Coach, it's kind of offense that can really grind some time here. Well, you know what they're going to do. They're not going to throw the ball at all. They're just going to run it, use that misdirection, and if you're not covering a gap, they'll just grind you all the way down and take that clock away from you. This is one of the best crowds I've ever seen here at Camp Randall for a high school game. Agreed, 100%. I don't know if you could fit all all the people that are here into a UW-Whitewater. Maybe you could at Whitewater, but into a WIAC venue. I'm not sure. There's a lot of people here at Camp Randall Stadium. Double wings for Muskego. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Only two variations they've run out of it. They give it to 
Breiske, who doesn't get very far, maybe a yard. It'll be second and 10, where they spot it. No gain. They've run two variations, double tights, one tight end, one receiver. Yeah, that was just a straight dive straight ahead, and uh, really no gain. Good, good defensive play by Kimberly right there to make a stop for make it second and 10. They're doing a pretty good job mixing in a lot of the linemen on their offensive set. They pull a lot of guards. Their left tackle, Ethan Jokey, is also one of their best linemen, and he's leading on the play on the wide side. If that's the way they go, as Boster comes across, and indeed he does lead as they try to stretch it out to the far side. And Kimberly having none of it. A five-yard loss back to the 31. Now that is great defense right there by Kimberly. They're all flying to the ball. And that's what championship teams do. And Kimberly, obviously, five-time championship team, uh, is not going to uh, lay down here. Drew Lechner, he is the twin brother of Zach Lechner. He's going to play baseball at Central Michigan, was the player who made the tackle there. It is a loss of three. Third down and 13 on their own, 33. Muskego with the football, 7.07 to play in the fourth quarter. They lead by three, 24-21. On the left, Hashmark moving left to right. Two receivers now out of this double wing, both on the near side, wide side of the field. Mackinac under center. Current the right wing, Bossart the left wing. Reiske the fullback. Patient here as they will turn, and they will try to get Bossart into some space, and he does get a good gainer. Up ahead of the 40 to the 41, but it will make it fourth down and about five. So Muskego now has to decide. Are they going to make their defense win it for them? It looks like they will. Going to send on the punt team here midway through the fourth quarter. Probably too early to start thinking about stuff like that, but yeah. you're down to, if you're Kimberly, one for sure if they get the ball here, if they can get it cleanly and not fumble it away, and maybe two possessions, and they got to score on one of them. Yeah, this is a good decision to get punt the ball. you got a really good defense. Trust your defense here. Punt is coming. First punt of the game. This one's high wobbler. Fair catch called for and made. Good job with a lot of heat coming on the wow. catch. On the, on the kick there. Good job made there by Brady McConnell just to field that one to make sure that it didn't get any further than that. A punt made by Muskego's Shane Dunning. We broke the streak of no punts in the game. 6.35, fourth quarter. We'll take a timeout. Kimberly trails Muskego 21-24. Here, it's Muskego 24, Kimberly 21, Division I state championship game, and they'll have the football on their own 27. When we return, you're listening to the 2018 state high school football championships. Welcome back to the Division I State Championship game presented by Madison Taxi, Madison Silver Fleet of Service, the 255-TAXI. Jimmy Kuska here with Mike Stassi and Ty Magnum back in studio. We were talking about the state tournament. I got the call D7 when Blackhawk was able to come back and defeat Edgar. Uh, the boys of South Wayne coming up and winning their second state championship. Iola Scandinavia getting their first ever state title, the win over Racine Lutheran. Rice Hittner, what a player. We called that game last year with him and the loss to Springs, but what a player he is. Springs did get another state title, by the way, in D5 over Stratford, coming back to win that. Then in Division 4, the nightcap was 8-7 game as 
seen St. Catharines. Deshaun Brown, electric athlete, scores the touchdown, then goes in untouched on the go-ahead two-point conversion with 12 seconds to play in the game. D3 today, we saw perhaps... We think the greatest comeback in state football oh. history. Down 24-0 in the third quarter. Catholic Memorial piles it on 37-24 to in a win over West DePere. And then in the Division II game, tied state record for most points scored as Homestead scored 51, beating Brookfield Central 51-14. to I mean, you could say heartbreak for the Brookfield Central Lancers, but, man, I mean, it just got away from them. Yeah, it did get away from them. They're a very good football team, and unfortunately, things fall apart sometimes. Six minutes and 35 seconds are all that remain in the high school football season as Kimberly trails Muskego 24 to 21. They have the football in their own 27. Ball on the crest of the field here. First and 10, receiver left. Double tight end set. They get a running back into the game. No gain on the play. Maybe a yard if he's lucky as they give it to Fraser who can't find any space to run with. Got a yard. It'll be second down and nine. Not a... You know, we talked last year about Kimberly when they have, you know, DJ Stewart oh, in the backfield. Wow. They had Boyd Dietzen defensively, just absolute stars. You know, Danny Vandenboom, their quarterback, a couple of years ago. I mean, they've had some just electric athletes. And not to say that they don't have electric athletes, they do, but, you know, this has been a lot of a team effort. Cody Starkle, a very good quarterback, but time getting short now for Kimberly, under six to play. They have all three timeouts to work with, so time not a factor. Oh, it's a fumble! They fake the handoff, and Starkle dives back on top of it, but that will spoil a down, and it'll mark it back inside the 25 down to the 23, where it'll be third down and long. Yeah, just, I think, a little play action there, and uh, I don't know if they got bumped uh, by the running back or whatever, but the ball goes to the ground, and he had to just jump on it, take the loss, but at least get the ball back. Bearden from Muskego is there to try to recover it, but Starkle pounced right away as he fumbled it in front. And now it's third and 14 on their own 27. Kimberly breaks the huddle. 5-15, fourth quarter, four receivers in the set to each side. Ball on the near hash on their own 23, moving right to left. Papermakers, Cody Starkle takes the snap. Lots of time to throw as a receiver. He thinks it's up, and this was deflected away. The defensive back trailing underneath gets in there to make the play and knock that one away. These defensive backs from Muskego are something outstanding. Joseph Malachtik makes another play, and now it's fourth and long, and Kimberly will try to get a punt off here, put it on their defense to turn over Muskego with five minutes to play in the fourth quarter of the Division I state championship. That's an outstanding call by Kimberly. They're looking and trying to look the safety off in zone and then come back and hit the seam. But uh, Muskego wasn't having anything of it. Oh, and this punt is not going to go very far. It's going to be fielded at the 42 on a hop. And Muskego's going to have great field position inside Kimberly territory to about the 47. A big pile up just in front of Coach Steve Jones and Kimberly and the coaching staff on the near sideline. 47-yard line of Kimberly is where Muskego will have it. First and 10 with 4.49 to play. They are wow. this close to their first ever state championship, and they would snap the streak of the Kimberly Papermakers in the process. Now that's uh, that that that's some big, uh, you know, that's unbelievable. But uh, right There's now two they're playing of, good. Yeah. yeah. There's two kinds of streaks: the streaker we saw in level oh. one in Sun Prairie, and the streak Kimberly is on right now. It's a good one. This one, the other one, not so much. Kimberly. Five straight state titles on the line. They're going to rely on their defense here. Muskego looking for their first ever championship. 
out of the double wing. Makinen under center. Gets Bossert in motion. They will give to Reiske going right up the middle. Gets double tapped across the 45, down to the 43. Second down and five. Clock will roll at 4.36 and counting here in the fourth quarter with Muskego up 24-21. That's the kind of play if you're Muskego you want to have right there. Real good success on first down because that will help you out make calls uh, for second and third down. Muskego averaging 9.8 yards per carry came into the game, averaging a very healthy 8.72 yards per rush. Second and six on the Kimberly, 42 double wings. One tight end on the left side of the formation, split end on the near side. All of them packed in pretty well. They will get current going in motion, and it'll be Reiske going up the middle into a pile. All those Kimberly players in that pile pulling and tugging and hoping that a hunk of pigskin will fly out of it, but instead it's a short gain. Third and three coming up for Muskego at the 40-yard line of Kimberly with 3.45 to play in the fourth quarter. An absolutely massive play coming up here. Yeah, it is. And you're watching um, A.J. Mackin, and and what he's doing is he's watching the back judge count off before he snaps the ball. Uh, The players are getting the crowds into it here. Camp Brattle Stadium alive. Mackinnon under center. Double wings, double tight for Muskego on third and three from the Kimberly 40. Trying to hold on to this three-point lead. They'll give it to Bosser going around left side. He's got the first into the clear to the 30, down to the 27. Muskego gets a first down with 3.11 to play here in the fourth quarter. And now time becomes a factor. Timeout Kimberly. We'll take a quick pause as well. Muskego 24, Kimberly 21, 33-11 to play to play in the fourth quarter. You're listening to the 2018 State High School Football Championships. Muskego with the football first and 10 on the Kimberly 28. Ball spotted on the left hash mark. They move towards the south end zone here at Camp Randall Stadium. Kimberly with two timeouts remaining after stopping the clock there. Muskego, if they can get a couple of five-yard gains, they could very well run the clock nearly down, and they are in field goal range. Not that it matters. It would still a one-score game at that point. They lead 24-21. Kimberly's streak of five straight state titles on the line now. Yeah, this game isn't over yet, though, and and don't count the champ out because... You're going to have to score a touchdown before this gets over if you're Muskego. Double wings here for Mackinnon. Single receiver on the near side inside the hash mark. Ball on the left hash mark. Kimberly with three down linemen and six across the front here. Send a player in motion. They'll give it to Reiske. Going right side. Big hole inside the 20. And down to the 19-yard line where it'll be second and two for Muskego. And I think Kimberly is going to let this one roll on the clock here with 2.55 and counting in the fourth quarter. They trail by three. That's so exactly what they're doing here just in case Muskego is able to get another first down. But if they stop them, you think they'd probably take the timeout. Yeah, that's a good decision right here by Steve Jones not to call a timeout here because they're only a yard away from a, another first down. Second down and a short two. Double wings for Muskego. The Warriors with the football. Mackinnon under center. They get set. Warriors send Bossard in motion. They will give to Reiske going right up the middle. He's pushed back. 
Kimberly pushes him back at the line of scrimmage. No gain on the play, and they will stop the clock with 2.18 to play here in the fourth quarter. 24-21, Muskego leading Kimberly. Now you've got one timeout left with Kimberly. Kimberly can't give up a yard and a half or two yards. Otherwise, Muskego can get into victory formation, and this game will be over. One timeout remaining for the Papermakers. Six feet are all that remain between Muskego and a very likely state title at that point with time on their side. It is third and the Division I State Football Championship coming up here. Our game broadcast, as always, brought to you by Madison Taxi, Madison's wow. Silver Fleet of Service, 255 Taxi. Couldn't ask for anything better here in the final 138 seconds of the high school football season. You really can't, and this is the time now you want to see Kimberly make a stop just to see, watch this game play out. Wow, what they a great game. <laughs> Kimberly breaks the huddle. Looking for a stop here on third and two. Muskego just two feet away. As the crowds come to life here at Camp Randall Stadium. Double wings here. Muskego setting up on third and two from the Kimberly 20, right on the crown of the field. Under center, they'll turn. They will give to Reisky. No, they're going to give the Boster coming around the left side. And I think he's got it. He does cross the 20. And he gets all the way down to the 15th. First down, Muskego. Yeah, it's just a great job, great individual effort to get that first down, to break the tackle and pick up that first down. R.J. Bossart, who missed all the season until week eight with a broken collarbone, gives them the biggest first down of the season. Kimberly will spend their last time out, 2.07 to play oh in the game. And now, Muskego will still have to run plays, but they have it first and 10 on the left hash mark at the Kimberly 15-yard line. It isn't over, Coach, but oh boy, Muskego got a huge first down there. Yeah, if you're Muskego, you make sure that you're securing the ball because right now, Kimberly is going to be pulling on the ball and trying to create a turnover. Can't even tell you who our offensive or defensive players of the game are yet because this game ain't over yet. With 2.07 to play in the fourth quarter, Kimberly out of timeouts now, trailing by three. Their string of five straight state titles. Hanging on by a thread here, Muskego made it to state in 94, came in as a runner-up in that game, lost in level four by five points last year to Sun Prairie. Yes. Cardinals went on to play Kimberly at state last year and lost this year. Muskego back to state for the first time in a generation looking for their first ever championship. First and 10 off the 15 of Kimberly. Under center is Mackinnon. Double wings. Bossard on the near side, Current on the far side. Current goes in motion. They will give to Reisky going right side. He bullies his way inside the 15. Down to the 12. That'll keep the clock moving, and it puts Reisky over 100 yards rushing in the game. Yeah, and Mackinnon's going to wait until he sees the countdown before that ball gets snapped. They're going to use every second they possibly can before the ball snapped. They are in field goal range. They could force Kimberly, if they got the ball back, to have to score a touchdown to tie. We're not there yet. There's only 93 seconds left in the game. Kimberly cannot stop the clock. Double wings for Muskego. 
Second and under center. Reiske the fullback. Bossert the right wing. Current the left wing. Bossert goes in motion. And they will give Reiske going left side. Breaks a tackle. He's inside the five. Down to the two-yard line. First and goal, Muskego with 76 seconds to play. Yeah, I don't even think Muskego has to uh, do anything but get into victory set right now because this game is over. Don't take the chance of a fumble. You really don't need to... You really don't need to do anything but get into victory set. We'll see what they do, ultimately decide to do. They have it on the left hash mark at the two-yard line. They are in every coach's favorite formation. Yes. Mackinnon will take the snap as soon as the countdown begins by the back judge. Takes a knee. We'll have to do it one more time. Celebration on the far sidelines. Muskego going wild here at Camp Randall Stadium. Great job by Muskego. Congratulations to them and also to Kimberly. What a great program they've got as well. Now they're under 25. They can snap it anytime they want to now. Mackinnon drops to a knee and for the first time in school history, the Muskego Warriors are your state champions in football. Muskego defeats Kimberly 24 to 21 to snap Kimberly's five-year championship streak and the Warriors celebrate at midfield here at Camp Randall Stadium. Just an outstanding effort by both teams. Two real heavyweight champions and uh, hate to see one lose, but boy, you sure like to see the one that wins. Uh, they fired up on the Muskego sideline. One of the best games in a series of one of the best games here Absolutely. at the state championships in 2018 here in Madison. And with that, the 2018 high school football season has come to its conclusion. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.